Welcome back to Bold of You to Say. We're back with another episode. We bring the heat. We bring the heat! You know how it is. Welcome Uh, back. This week we talked about The Incredible Hulk, uh, starring uh, Edward Norton as as Mark Ruffalo, as as the Hulk, and... He's he smashed. Uh, if I, ooh, if I'm dude. being honest, Hulk, ooh man, Hulk smash. And he almost came close to smashing too. Yeah, but he couldn't get too excited. But he couldn't do. He just couldn't do it. Oh man. <laughs> anyway, we talked about that. We talked about some good news with the economy. Uh, apparently, uh, apparently, people are more productive when they're not uh, constantly exhausted. Who knew? More on that later. Wow, fascinating. There are timestamps in the description, so you can skip around if you want, if you want to skip a certain mm-hmm. part, or if you just can't wait to get to a certain part, it's all down below. Use it it's if you there. want. Right there. Yeah, subscribe so you don't miss the next Do episode. It. Turn on notifications. Turn on automatic downloads. Turn it all on. Follow me on social media, not Gavin. Don't follow Gavin anymore. Don't follow Don't me. do it. It's unwise. Stop. Really? Anyway, let's... Let, let's... What? Let's... Let's... Yeah. Yeah. So do you want to argue about socialism again? No, I kind of got that all out of my system last week, but I did want to clarify okay. um, like one point about it, which was, I, I didn't, I don't think Ooh. I did it. No, I don't think Ooh. I did it. I don't think I got I, out of my system. I don't think I did a good enough job. But I have one more point to make. <laughs> no, it's not that I have one more point to make. I think I didn't do a good job explaining part of it. So, like, I don't think I did a good enough job explaining the difference between, like, just individually buying stock in your own company that you work at and, like, something like the program that we were talking about. So, basically, with the program that we were talking about, like, yeah. the the ownership, like, the, the stake in the company is yeah. essentially, like, a benefit that you earn through your work. So, like, a 401k, but for private. Oh, so it's, like, set up through the company that they give you. Yeah, it's it's like, like from your paycheck. Yeah, I don't know if I ever even mentioned that it's like a program. No, you didn't that, mention that bit. I thought you just meant like, okay, that's different. Okay. Yeah, no, it's it's not just like, hey, the 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 people at the company were like, I think I'm gonna buy stocks. Like it wasn't that. I don't. Hey guys, we should all buy stocks. <laughs> I don't stocks. And I think I this say. is why w- next time we talk about like an article. Um, like that. I think it's a good idea for us both to read it because I don't think I did a good job explaining like the setup for it, like the context. So what that article was about was a specific program that was going on at like whatever whatever companies were doing. It's like a program that's set up between like management and the workers. Alex, 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 you know, you can just say I was right. (laughs) It's fine. I guess you, you know. I could also that, I could also say the the sky is green. You could just say green. that you're trembling and crumbling under the tremendous logic of Gavin. Yeah, you know, I wasn't gonna say anything, but yeah, yeah. No, so it yeah, it wasn't just the employees were like, I think I'm gonna buy these like stocks. It was like it's a a program set up between the current ownership and the um and the workers. So it's like mm-hmm. a willing agreement between the current like owner slash board of directors, whatever it may be and the workers of the company so like gradually over time the workers are like given um like more and more ownership until eventually Mm -hmm. they just like it's just owned by the workers kind of like they're like a co-op circle watch it go full circle and then they're like we need to expand we need more workers but we can't pay them enough 
<laughs> and it just like becomes ca- like like bad capitalism all over again. I don't I don't know. I don't I'm just I'm just I'm just just making the funnies. That's yeah. just I don't know. Um but uh, yeah, so the reason that I called it socialism is because of the part like 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 the idea that it's like workers owning the company slash like the means of production if you will. Um, but you were right that it is still like <laughs> capitalism. It's still within the capitalist framework. But yeah. like I would describe it as the most socialist thing that you can do under <laughs> capitalism. <laughs> yeah, I like how this entire conversation has been like, I'm right and you're wrong, but we generally agree on the idea. No, I think we were both right. It's great. I we love just it. were focused on different aspects <laughs> of it. Like technically, yeah. like it's it's not inaccurate to call it like a socialist concept to have a company be owned by the workers. And that was the point that I was trying to make, but it's also fair to say that there's still big, big air quotes, like doing capitalism. If you want to like simplify it to that degree, like they're doing socialism, big air quotes by having the company be owned by the workers, but they're also still doing capitalism by being a private entity in the, the, the free market or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And at the end of the day too, it still means that I was right um and you were wrong and, and i just so, wanted to say you know if you were if you were scared <laughs> last week because mom and dad were fighting um and you just wanted to show off your song that you wrote about an octopus you know you you can play it now i like the fact that um if a dude fucked an octopus he could say i got that octopussy yeah i like That's that true. i like that yeah yeah um so anyway i i do have a couple of more um articles not so much doing like a like deep dive into like and a full economic concept more just recent events that have happened um so yeah. one of, and you can tell i could with the show notes this week i just kind of threw stuff at the wall and i don't know what's going to stick and what isn't but i do have like a couple of like more economic centrist or centered uh, stories and a couple of like I don't want to say like fun news stories, but more like stuff that we can make fun of. But I do have a, a couple of more economic related stories um, that are both good news. They're both good news. So don't worry about like, oh, shit, we're dying in a, a hellish. Wait, did Biden actually say that? What? Did Biden actually say that? Y- yeah. Yeah. And we'll get to that if you want to. But so the first story that I wanted to mention was uh, the Bro, national. What the fuck? Yeah, just compartmentalize that information. Uh, If you're wondering right now, listener, the thing that Gavin's referring to is a link to a tweet that I have (laughs) in the show notes that says, Biden with his arms around Elton John, quote, it's all his fault we are spending $6 billion in taxpayer dollars on HIV and AIDS this month. That's what he's he's reacting to. No, I want to. Just in this moment, just for this moment, I want to inform you that I actually read it wrong. Oh, what did you what did you think it said? I thought it. he said it's not his fault that we're spending six hundred billion (laughs) dollars on AIDS and HIV research as to imply and be like, oh, listen, it's not the gays fault. (laughs) Yeah. Right. But that the way you put it is a lot worse and better at the same time. Yeah. It's oh, I need if I'm ever doing anything potential ever with Joe Biden, I need a shot of whiskey first. Yeah, if I ever Whew. like 
have any form of interaction with Joe Biden. I want it to be pure, either either like not <laughs> recorded at all or purely scripted if it's going to be recorded oh. in any way. Just because oh, I know Ish. he has lost all ability to actually like <laughs> say what he means in a like inoffensive <laughs> manner. Well, that's the thing. He's like saying words in a way to convey meaning. I'll, I'll give you that. The, he's saying... <laughs> He's saying the words properly. Mm-hmm. It's just them all together. There's nothing wrong about each individual word. It's just all together in the context that he's saying them in. Yeah. Ugh. No, like I get what he's Fuck getting at. Hell. Like, hey, you know, thanks. Thanks to all of the work. If this is, you know, if, if you were to word it more eloquently, he would, he'd be saying thanks to all of the, the tireless effort that Elton John has put into advocating for victims of HIV and AIDS. Thanks to all of that advocacy. You know, we're putting in oh, resources no. to help this this vulnerable group with this deadly disease. And, you know, we've made a lot of progress and a lot of it, you know, it's thanks to El- people like Elton John. Uh, but instead, uh, Joe Biden <laughs> ran it through his Joe Biden filter in his brain. And he said, it's all his fault. We are spending six billion dollars in taxpayer dollars on HIV and AIDS this month. <laughs> he just got. He just <laughs> you know, what? since we're like pretty much just covering it already anyway, I, like I, I, I was saying we're going to get to oh. it, but we did get to it. So I'll just play it I'll because pl- there's a video oh. attached. I just I just want to like lay this out in plain language. This is in fact implying if you look at it at a different he gave a different everyone aids context. He he's essentially incriminating Elton John with saying you fucked a bunch of people with with an AIDS penis and gave yeah. them all AIDS and now yeah. it's our problem. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to play the clip. Jamie Jamie roll oh. the tape. Billion dollars in tax. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> It's all his fault that we're spending six billion dollars in taxpayer money this month. And the look on his face. The look on his face. It's like, are you, did you mean to say it like that? <laughs> hold on. I, I'll, I'll oh, hold my no. phone up to the webcam. This is going to yeah. be very oh, like please. janky. Please but I'm going to hold it up to the webcam and hopefully you what can see uh, Elton John's face. What the? Wait, hold on. Why is the sound up? He's like kneading his hands. He's like, are you sure? Like, it's all his fault. That we're here we spe- go. By the way, it's all his fault that we're spending $6 billion in taxpayer money this month to help AIDS fight HIV AIDS. For a second, he's kind of like, uh, 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 what are you saying, Joe? Hey, Joe, how you, buddy? Careful, by the <laughs> way, you're kind of grabbing it by the, by the cord at the bottom. I know. I was pushing it in. I'm okay. Okay. I'm just like motherfucker. Every time you do that, I'm terrified. You're just gonna unplug it. Yeah, that's what she said. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. that's that. <laughs> Sorry about that, babe. Oh man. I switched it. Oh, bro. Up. Yeah. So <laughs> that's hell. basically it's, that story. That's oh, that's like, uh, what I wanted to cover you with convinced that. Convinced me. You could have convinced me that was an Onion article. <laughs> Yeah, like, I want to yeah, make sure you know right. that. You're right. Yeah. You could have convinced me that was like, oh no, some comedy writer made that up. No, really, that like, should have been an onion article. That really should have. It felt like that was oh. supposed to be an onion article. Oh, dude, poor kids are just as smart and bright yeah. as black 
as poor, white kids poor kids are i'm gonna i gotta add that to my soundboard because we've poor mentioned it too many times to not have kids. it at the push of the button <laughs> poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids and now we're spending 600 billion dollars this month in aids research thanks to elton john no it's all his fault not thanks to elton john it's his fault oh, blame this it's fucker his fault yeah um i by the way that reminds me oh, i do awful. have a new sound drop i don't know how often it will like come in handy but i just could not pass up adding this to my soundboard so this is yeah, hit me, hit this me. is a gaffe from what it is from trump actually this is oh, from really? a recent rally of his. We have to keep our country gay. We have to keep our country gay. What was the full sentence? He was like, we need to keep our country gay. I mean, great, you know, like like that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we okay. have to keep sure. our country gay. Yeah. <laughs> we have to keep our country gay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't, I, I don't foresee any, like, context where that will come up. But no. I just wanted to. By the have way, it. you're out of focus right now. I am. You that, are. How embarrassing. Let's see. Let's mm-hmm. see if I can see if I can trip the autofocus. Oh, I'm still out of focus. Hold on. There, that's a lot. There better. you go. That's it. Okay. That's where the money is. All right. Um, so anyway, the first economic story that I thought would be a a, a feel good thing to cover. Um, yeah, is the National Labor Relations Board uh, forced Starbucks to reinstate the uh, the quote unquote Memphis Seven, uh, which were basically some employees that tried uh, to which unionize. Which is a baseball team that yeah helped. It was the a town. baseball team completely unrelated to Starbucks. It. And it, the, they came to Starbucks after the game, and they made a little profit. Yeah, and then Starbucks was like, "Get the fuck out of here," because you're here. not actually a baseball team. You're actually a group of employees that tried to unionize this location. <laughs> yeah, that's a direct quote from Starbucks. And then they said, and then they, and then hold on, hold on. Then they said, "Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who." Actually, that fits better to say that the Memphis Seven said that because. They yeah. did see who will cancel yeah. who. So And instead of woke moralists, it's cap capitalists? Get, I suppose. Up yours uh greedy capitalists. Up yours uh union busting capitalists. We'll see who fires who for organizing. Yes. Yes. Yes, that's uh Yes. It's all to say yes. that uh some employees at the Memphis Starbucks location uh tried to unionize uh then the national uh, then it was like there was a lawsuit brought about um i believe by the the by the memphis seven now i was gonna say i believe it's it that's was a, that's a dope name by that the is way. that is a pretty cool name that's pretty cool yeah um it was the lawsuit was filed i was gonna say by the board but i don't it, it was decided by the board but anyway it was brought to a lawsuit starbucks tried to um tried to like appeal it tried to be like no we fired them because they opened the store after hours and they did a bunch of other stuff that we don't punish other people for other people who don't organize but these people did try to organize and we fired them but it's not because they were trying to organize you know that spotify account we give everyone they were sharing their spotify account (laughs) and you know and we don't say you can't do that, but we don't, we don't, we don't like it. Password sharing is tantamount to piracy, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So they were like, no, we, I, I swear, like, we did not uh, union God. bust. On God. No cap. <laughs> like, honestly. Yeah. And then they said. I'm going to blow up the city. <laughs> then, they, then they blew up the I city. I do. No, 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 no. I do get severe diarrhea when I drink uh, Starbucks. So, yeah, I do blow up the city. And, you know, some people have, uh, you know, cute names for their toilets. Some call them latrines or Johns or the, the, the Lou. Uh, I call mine the city, <laughs> the and city. then I eat Taco Bell, and I say this. I'm going to blow up the city. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so anyway, yeah, the, the National Labor Relations Board was like, no, fuck you. You got to like, you got to rehire these people because you fired them illegally. Yeah. And that's good. That's good. That's just some good and news. Watch um, them go back, and then they're going to be like, I didn't even like it here anyway. I quit. Yeah. Like, honestly, like good on them for getting rehired but if yeah. it was me like i mean i guess they do have an interest in staying there because they are still like yeah. trying to start a union but like mm -hmm. if it was me and i didn't have like a vested interest in staying to try to still organize i would be yeah. like no like i'm out like fuck this shit like imagine going back to work after all that yeah imagine like doing something really good but for a place that's really bad to work at yeah yeah well yeah it's it's for your your co-workers so like yeah. I, I understand wanting to stay but and like people, still keep Starbucks the fight up customers are like shit yeah they're, they're <laughs> awful yeah they're they're terrible honestly it should be a human rights violation to, to yeah. employ people at starbucks <laughs> Uh, actually, in Article 3, Section 2 of the Geneva Convention, it says <laughs> you can't work at Starbucks. We need UBI, uh, if for no other reason, just so no one has to work at Starbucks. Listen, I'm going to get the UN Security or the U.S. Human Rights Council to <laughs> Someone <laughs> needs to, to spread democracy here. Yeah. Not the American way, though. The European way. Yeah. We need to colonize all Starbuckses. Yeah. Slightly less militaristic, and slightly more uh, parental. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're like, they're weirdly like, they're weirdly uh, you know paternal about their uh, their imperialism. Like, imagine if you've like, imagine if you'd done something really awesome with your life, right? And then some other fucking old dude comes in and is like, "You're my son now, and I'm taking <laughs> credit for all the good things that you've done, and saying that it's only because of me that you could do this." Yeah, well, American imperialism is like, "Fuck you, you're my bitch, and I conquered you." European, mm -hmm. like English imperialism, is like, "You don't, you don't know what you're doing." Okay, I'm gonna step in. It's I'm gonna, I'm gonna become your father, <laughs> and <laughs> you're grounded, like frankly, Mister. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's like when they get went to the Americas, and they're like, wow, they don't have any clothes. They must be really cold. Yeah. We should give them a lot of clothes, because they don't know what the fuck they're we doing. We should give them SARS. Yeah, <laughs> we should give them SARS. You know what this country needs? You know what this, sorry, not country, because we don't believe in any uh, sovereignty other than our own. Um, you know what this, this hunk of land really needs? Just a myriad of disease. You know, they look really cold without their clothes. How about we give them uh, fucking SARS? And the How about we kill them, them and enslave them? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, I, I'm glad that the board uh, sided with the workers. It sets a really good precedent. Yeah. Because it, it encourages sure. other people to organize their workplaces. Now I'm hearing uh, Home Depot workers are starting to start unions. 
I like that, like, even adults are like, wait, wait, this shit could be better? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, Pause. well, like, for years, <laughs> for years, people on the left have been like, no, things could be better here. Like, we could do things in a more equitable way. Like, maybe some people don't have to die in the streets. Uh, yeah. And, like the like Hillary Clintons of the world have been like, ah, that's a pie in the sky, hippie bullshit idea. And now like, we're starting to see it like take effect in like Mm -hmm. a post Bernie Sanders world. Like the stuff is becoming more normalized. And now we have like the national labor relations board siding with unions in this modern Mm -hmm. era. And people are like, Oh, Unions are good and like democracy yeah. turns out democracy is good in the workplace. Can I can I tell a fun story about yeah. this? So like all these companies will say like we can't afford to do unions. We will we will lose too much money and we can't pay them more. We'll lose too much money. By the way, these are like Fortune 500 companies. Yeah. Right. And so I used to work for one of those to- sorts of companies and I worked there for like two years and we're getting our yearly review, which is a time where your manager talks to you about how you're doing and mm-hmm. possibly gives you a raise. So they're like, yeah, I tried to get you a raise, but all they could really give me is 36 cents. There's no way that you only generated 36 cents per hour in more revenue for them. Bro, people like a la- I still have it in my wallet. A lady fucking gave me once a fucking $10 Myers gift card because I was so, such a good like. They're Dude. they're tipping pharmacy technicians now. That's illegal, so don't do that. Oh. That didn't happen. Yeah, I think it's illegal. Allegedly, like, in Minecraft, this happened. Like nothing, nothing illegal happened. It was like a transaction, but she was like, "Here, you can have this," and I was like, "Oh, oh, okay. thanks." Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. So I would. So here's what I did, which is kind of fucked up that I had to do this, but this is what I did. I was like, a couple days later, I was like, "Hey, so I need a raise because I'm looking for different jobs." Mm-hmm. That will pay me more because I'm worth more than an extra 36 cents an hour. And she was like, oh, okay, I'll try my best. It's going to be difficult, though, because we're going to have to blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, cool. Do what you need to do. They came back to me like a week later and were like, I got, I got, I got three more dollars for you. <laughs> Which is still not enough, but like. Which is like. It's okay. insane that you had to threaten them with you leaving for them to be like, here's like a little bit more <laughs> God. here's we'll do some math here. here's still not enough but like a little bit more and like a lot of a lot of like propaganda around unions is like oh they're just outside agitators trying to like disrupt our family environment or whatever when really That's, a union um, is more like it's that but it's like hey i i noticed that you made like 10 trillion dollars in profit this year can we have yeah. like one percent of that that's what a union is that's what they do yeah actually though um and it's it's funny i just did the math so i bumped up my raise uh about eight times what do you mean like eight to- like it was originally at 36 cents oh and i was like i'm a fucking leave if you don't make that more yeah and it, and it was multiplied eight times i i believe that is what the maybe it was let's see 36 cents i mean about i think it was six times i don't know but yeah it's like a little under 10 times right like bro are you fucking with me yeah and and that's that's why we need labor organizing yeah and you know we've all seen that cvs is now drowning because of me oh yeah um do you you know know, that extra three dollars an hour (laughs) yeah that just didn't you know 
Um, and the really insane part is that to a corporation, like absolutely floundering and failing to them is we made not even less, just the same yeah. amount of profit as last quarter. No, it's so it's like they cover their overhead, they cover their like immediate expenses, and then they expect to like to have a certain rate of growth. Yeah. For because they have like these 10 year, five year plans, right? Of like this is this is how we're gonna grow. And if that's even touched at all, they're like, fuck no. Yeah. Yeah, like because of capitalist brain rot, like these the people running these companies like have it in their heads that like if they don't make like ten times more profit than last quarter, yeah. like they're somehow failing. Like, it doesn't matter that they're still making a profit. They're still making probably yeah. more profit than last quarter. It's just that they didn't make enough more profit. Exactly. And, exactly. like, the, the thing that, like, is really, like, the, the most, like, damaging part of it is that, like, you can't have infinite growth in a finite world. Yeah. So like that's I mean, that's why yes no. that's why like the capitalist model of economic growth isn't sustainable because you can't well, have thing, infinite but growth. It's going to hit a hard, brick wall like, at some point. I I agree with you, but the thing that's hard to quantify is where that brick wall is. Yeah. Right. And so as far as the market is concerned, they're treating it as there is no brick wall. Yeah. Um because it's just hard to figure out where that like and not when i say it's hard i'm not saying like oh it's just it's so hard it's like no it's it's fucking difficult it's like a lot of economic research would have to go into that yeah um and not only that but like slight changes in socioeconomic status for some people like would shift that wall significantly and yeah. a lot of that isn't dictated by the the market a lot of it is dictated by the government so um that's why they treat it like that yeah yeah i just don't like that it's not enough anymore to be a profitable business oh for sure yeah like it's not enough that you have a business that is making more money than it spends like that's yeah. not enough for you right. like you need to like, expand what forever mm -hmm. like imagine imagine this imagine the yearly income of apple is like a potato right it's a nice little potato when they're shaving the skin off right and they shave all the skin off, and then someone a little little a, a little rat comes up to you, right? Yeah. And it's like, hey, can I? Can you just skim off just like the smallest chunk of potato, so that I can eat a little bit and feed my family and maybe get a better little burrow? Well, that sounds hole. like an outside agitator just looking to take a chunk of your paycheck. Exactly. <laughs> and then imagine throwing the entire mite of that potato at that squirrel. And destroying it. I thought it was a That's rat. What, or a rat, I should say. I don't know. Let's just say it's a squirrel. Or beaver. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> Some kind my of point rodent. Is, my point is, I don't know. Yeah. 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 What do I look like in The Economist? No, I thought where you were going with that was like the, the little rat. Um, if in the metaphor, the rat is like, I don't know, va like vaguely capitalism. Unions. Yeah. Like if if I don't know no if the rat is like uh, let's say like business owners or like uh, like shareholders yeah. you know it's like hey can I have a little bit of that potato and then they come back and they're like can I have double what I had last time and then they just keep <laughs> doing that and it's like yeah. there's only so much potato 
Right, but like I can't just keep also, giving you double the amount of potato. We either need to get a new potato or slow down the amount of potato that you're potato. taking. Well, well, each year Apple gets a new potato. Yeah, because that's their gross income. Right? Well, like if if the rat is like business as a whole, and the potato yeah. is the Earth, we either need to find a new fucking planet or just slow down before I think we we're consume too much everything. In the weeds with this. I'm losing it, man. I think we're getting too much in the weeds with this metaphor. <laughs> we're under too many layers. Um, but <laughs> anyway, like I want to like like finish ogre. up this uh, section about the thing. So, yeah, I think I was uh, starting to make this point. Yeah, so democracy is good overall. It's good in our government, and it's good in the I'd workplace, say, it turns out. Yeah. It get, it just wow. gets you a better uh, pay. It gets you better wages. Shit. gets you better benefits. it. Like, wow. I don't know why so many people are still under the impression that, like, a totalitarian like rigid hierarchy is the best way to do business when we know know, it's not the best way to govern. I think what like at least people that I've seen on the right are like afraid of is like it proliferating into that, which I don't see that happening either way. Like it'll, they're afraid it'll start with like unions and then we'll go back to like, Uh, I don't know. Then some law will be passed and, well, like become a fucking having, country. <laughs> having a, a union is just more democracy. It gives I, you it know, gives asking the, me how that would work. I don't know because it's like it's there's so many layers of thinking on the more conservative side that I haven't begun to even start. Thinking I wouldn't call about. it thinking, but yeah, yeah. There's just yeah. I mean, just like layers of like reasonings. It's like a completely why. different mindset. Yeah, I mean, we as you know, people on the left do the same thing. So, I mean, wait, wait, what do you mean? Oh, I don't like, um, gosh. Um, and I'm not saying this won't happen, but I'm just as an example, uh, with the overturn of Roe versus Wade. Now we feel like they're going to be after, um, interracial marriage, yeah, um, same sex marriage. Um, well, Clarence Thomas that. did say like, next we're going to go after, um, whichever case, uh, I believe decided, um, like gay marriage and he was like yeah we're gonna go after i don't know if it was like just clarence thomas saying this yeah. but like i know like a lot of people like in that like sphere are like yeah, yeah so we're not done obviously like we're gonna go well, after also, the right like to contraception we're gonna go after the right to same-sex marriage clarence thomas didn't say specifically that he's gonna go after loving v virginia which is the case that decided uh, interracial marriage because he's in an interracial marriage marriage but himself. like that's yeah. that's where they're going it, it's just yeah. what they're saying they're gonna do and it's like especially with the whole marriage thing it's almost like they're forgetting that full faith and credit i think i mentioned this in another episode yeah we like, talked about it i think last week how like full faith yeah. and credit means that if you have a same-sex relate or a same-sex marriage in one state it has to be recognized in, a, in another state exactly and um because, I mean, the same thing applies to, like, your driver's license, to your car registration, to your gun registration. Um, and it changes if you're, depending on where you're a resident, but, I mean, it, it still applies, right? Which, which is why you don't have customs between states, right? You don't have to go through a customs enforcement yeah. thing, right? Because we have a thing called full faith and credit! Yeah, and like and it works. It and we're all still like a country. 
Yeah. Like we have a federal for the, for government for a part, reason. Yeah. There, we, there should be no yeah. need to have like customs at every state border. And I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. What I'm saying is that principle still applies when it comes to marriage, when it comes to cars, when it comes to guns, when it comes to insurance, when it comes yeah. to like. Well, just like what we've stuff. seen with abortion, like when you go after, you know, one like right that's based on a certain principle, you kind of it's like pulling out a Jenga block, right? Like yeah. we, so we well, have like the right to privacy. We so the Supreme Court says based on I believe the Fourteenth Amendment, um, you know, we have like a right to privacy, and that's why and that's, um, search and seizure, right? Fourth Amendment. Um, fourth, I don't know, but I, I the Fourteenth Amendment was, I believe, the justification for um for like marriage oh, wait, equality. Did you say Fourteenth? Okay, hang on. Yeah. I don't know. One of one of something in the Constitution. My point is the the Supreme Court argues that because of the Constitution, you have a right to privacy, which means that you have a right to an abortion. Okay. At least to some extent, you know, you're guaranteed within I think the first trimester, uh, you can get an abortion no matter what, and then yeah. second trimester it can be regulated a little bit. Third trimester states can restrict it if they want. So. Because of the right to privacy, you have the right to get an abortion. And now they're like, no, you can't get an abortion. And since it's based on that right to privacy, it brings into question that principle, which then brings up a whole load of other questions. For sure. And you know what? Well, like pisses me off, like severely, is the complete like two facedness of the Republican Party right now when they were originally like. Like, oh, no, we just want to overturn Roe versus Wade and we'll stop there. And they're yeah. like, now we want to pass a federal law making abortion illegal. Yeah, absolutely. Do not for a second believe Republicans when they say they just want to do something. Like, for fuck's like we, sake. I mean, we just want to kick it back to the states. Like, Lindsey right. Graham specifically said, we're going to bring it back to the states. I believe it's a states' rights issue. And now he's <laughs> Lindsey proposing. Lindsey Graham has said a lot of stuff. Lindsey Graham has said oh. a lot. He said he's straight. Uh, he's He said... <laughs> He said, which no judgment, no, no judgment. judgment, no judgment. That's not a bad thing. It's, Straight yeah. or gay. No, no issue. It's bad to be a hypocrite, though. Oh, it's bad on three separate independent occasions <laughs> to say one thing and do the exact opposite. Yeah. So anyway, now Lindsey Graham is like, hey, too, too much to Mitch McConnell's chagrin. He's like, we're going to I'm, I'm proposing a national abortion ban right before midterms, by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's really great because um, it's it's really it's really funny. Or not great. It's really funny because Republicans are realizing that um, there there are female Republicans. Yeah. Well, also like just broadly <laughs> across the country, Roe versus Wade is a very popular like set of guidelines. Yeah, most Americans agreed with it, and if not just for like the right to an abortion, at least for the right of like, yeah, I don't want the government to be telling me what I can and cannot do with my body. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just which I can respect. I can respect yeah, that. Like a, a a pretty strong majority of Americans agree that you shouldn't like, regardless of what you think about abortion itself, you at least yeah. have the right to get one if you if that's what you see is right for you. You know, it's between you exactly. and your doctor. And now doctors sure. are having to let patients die because they don't know if they're going to get sued if they well, treat actually, a miscarriage. Well, it, it depends on where you're from, which, uh, again, I don't think it should depend on where you're from. Yeah, I mean, like in red um, states, this is happening. 
Yeah, in some other states, it's like um, at least some medical associations where the laws are a bit like are trying to catch up with the Supreme Court ruling. They're like, listen, if someone comes in um, and it appears that they've had a miscarriage, just assume it was a miscarriage. Yeah. Just assume it was a miscarriage. Yeah, but even like even getting past that, if you want to like investigate it at all. Like because because there are laws on the books in a lot of states that are like no if you if you do this procedure uh, which can treat which can be an abortion or treat a miscarriage like we're gonna throw yeah. the book at you like yeah. you can't really tell the difference between a miscarriage and an abortion. Well, you know it's gonna be funny when the rubber hits the road here and it's a um, I don't know Republican senator's daughter who got impregnated. Yeah, yeah. and. I don't know what the circumstances would be in that scenario, but let's just, for this example, leave it vague. And just watch them, like, be like, well, this is different because... Yeah, I mean, it would have to be made public. I mean, I'm sure yeah. it's already happened. It happens a lot. Republican I mean, okay. Republican let's congressmen <laughs> will have, like, you know, the, their mistress will get an abortion, right? Yeah, yeah. And, like, sometimes um, you find out about it, but I... I would wager that it happens a lot more than we think. It's it just gets and, covered up. And let's not forget, like abortion didn't just start happening after Roe versus Wade. Oh, abortion yeah. had been happening for centuries. I was watching. A, Roe I, I Wade. wish I remembered what video it was, but I saw a video talking about like the history of abortion and like during yeah. like like the 1770, like around the time of the American Revolution, there were like medical books about like yep. how to do abortion it was just mm -hmm. accepted societally like well, it wasn't an it, issue it was just right. something you had to do sometimes exactly and have it be for medical reason or not um now people are resorting to like like i would say uh freelance pharmacy yeah. pharmacy <laughs> like back alley abortions yeah yeah but it's it's dangerous because you have some people like I don't know, ingesting poison hemlock. Yeah. Turns out it's very dangerous to get an abortion on Fiverr. What? Yeah. Really? Really, yeah. Wow. Okay. Little known medical well, fact. Clears up a lot for me. Thank yeah. you, Alex. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just the it's turn just, of events. It's but sad. It's really sad. Anyway, yeah. Uh props to the National Labor Relations Board. Uh is the point yeah. of this segment is the point if i was to just... if i was to sum it up very eloquently <laughs> i would say this guess what it grows the economy benefits everybody hurts nobody that's great so anyway another economic story that i want to talk about uh, this is from the new york times four-day work week brings no loss of productivity companies and experiments say so uh, it says here, more than 70 companies in Britain are undergoing a six-month experiment in which their employees get a paid day off each week. So far, most companies say it's going well. So, like, at the work... I, I, I listened to a Secular Talk segment on this, and yeah. uh, from this article, uh, apparently, at, at worst, productivity has stayed the same. <laughs> and at the best, it's, like, gotten a lot better. Because people... You know, I just... It turns out people... Uh, do a better job when they're not exhausted. Well, I just hate how in the States it's like relaxations almost seen as laziness. Well, yeah, it's, it's we still have that like Protestant work ethic where like if you have a moment to yourself, like 
you, why aren't you it's working? Like, yeah, why aren't you working? It's like a moral failure to just right. have some me time. Exactly. And um, like on top of that, there are like extensive benefits to just having one, having some relaxation time, but also the effects of that relax- relaxation time on the quality of your work. Yeah. Yeah. It, like there are layers of why this is good. Like on yeah. one hand, like just on like what, a, Alex, on like a human <laughs> level, multifaceted? on a human level, it's just better to have less time working and yeah. more time for hobbies, interests, or even just sitting on the couch. Like, yeah. I think sitting on the couch shouldn't be seen as like bad or lazy. Like sometimes you just need some time to recharge and like right. it's your time. You should be able allowed to use it how you want. For sure. So like on a human level, it's just good to have more time to do whatever you want. Or like if you have kids, it's good to spend more time with your kids. It turns out. What? Yeah. And then it's good it on an economic level. Spend time with them. It's it's good for like the owning class to have a more productive workforce. So like it's and a more happy workforce and a more happy workforce. Right, having a workforce that deals more kindly with one with one another has more patience with one another. Yeah. and regardless of the economic benefits, I would, if it was me, like if I could just decide to have America switch to a four day work week, I would go for it purely for the human benefit. But oh, it, right. but it for helps. Sure. It helps. Yeah, that it also benefits the 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 owning class. Mm-hmm. If, you know, this like really reminds me about like the the drinking culture in europe too Mm -hmm. um because this is happening in london you said right or england uh yeah it's in england yeah well Well, britain so england yeah and the rest of britain whatever who fucking cares about those europeans um but uh it it reminds me of like drinking culture because like in america you don't you don't drink and work like you don't yeah you don't drink on the job that's like so not good especially if you operate heavy machinery i I would say especially if you operate heavy machinery even if you're on your break right you don't you don't drink alcohol you don't want to be inebriated while while you're on the job some types of work some of it you you can be drunk if you want like you know like how often office workers at like like english companies will go on their like maybe hour lunch break and just go to a pub have a beer yeah well, like I go to Domino's sometimes, right? And like I smell, I smell a little something, and I'm like, I know that's yeah. not a skunk. And like the pizza tastes yeah. the same regardless. So fucking let them. Yeah. I mean, let's let's be honest here. These Fortune 500, you know, Fortune 500 companies have like reinvented the wheel of cooking like a million times, so that even a person with half a brain and half an arm could function. Yeah. So anyway, European. I don't want to get too sidetracked. So European sorry, drinking yeah. culture. They like to, you know, not only go into the streets and say this. <laughs> they also like to go into work and do a little bit of this too. <laughs> well, you know, there's a comedian named Jim Jeffries, and he kind of talks about this yeah, a little bit. I know. Um, I know Jim Jeffries. He's, he's great. Really funny guy. Um, I want to. I want to cover my ass. I don't know what he's been up to lately. So me if he's either. if he's gone the route of Ricky Gervais or like. Or Louis C.K. Or Louis C.K. Uh, if he's either become insufferable condone. or if he's done bad things, like I'm, I'm talking about like 20, 2014 and back, Jim Jeffries. Okay, yeah, I haven't seen, I, I've seen some of his recent stuff. 
Like I, I don't. It's just hard talking about comedians now because so many of them are yeah. awful. But um, he he mentions how when he was in Australia doing shows, he would be he would be like buzzed. He'd be fully buzzed. Yeah. Right. And he's just he would be like, I would be fully buzzed, and I'd get off the stage for another set, and they would say, Hey, Jim, you need another beer? Right. Yeah. And he's like, Then I got to America. And they're like, remember not to use beer as a crutch, Jim. Don't use beer as a crutch. And yeah. he's like, I can't use beer as a crutch because a crutch helps me walk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm That's sorry. I, he didn't actually say that. That was a, a Mitch Hedberg joke oh. that I, I stole. But um, it was on par with that of like, yeah. like in Europe, they're like, hey, do you need another beer? Whereas in America, we're like, don't get on stage too drunk. Yeah. Uh, like comedian is probably the number one job where like it's not only okay but encouraged to drink on the job oh yeah like like bro like okay if you get angry on the job at some prob like european business or something they'll probably be like hey why don't you just go have a drink relax yeah you know this this is europe you this is europe when you drink on the job and this is this is America when you drink on the job. You are radically unsuccessful. You are a giant <laughs> it's loser. True though. A giant who is oh. a loser and also a giant loser. So anyway, That's so um, fitting. That yeah, is the, so the four fitting. day work week. It's great. It it they they're not getting less money. They're making the same yeah. amount of money. I know, like probably one of the top three concerns with something like this is like, well, what if, what, what am I getting? You know, I'm getting less hours, getting less pay. No, it's just a paid day off every week. So you're not making right. any less money. Uh, it's you're, you're still productive and everything. I'm paying you to relax. Yeah. I I feel like even if it wasn't as productive, though, it would still be fine. Like, I just I yeah. generally I feel like we make enough. Probably we make we more are, than enough things, broadly listen, speaking. Listen, we are the number one economy per capita in the fucking world. We make more than we know what to do with. We no, let me. We we make more than our population even knows we make. Yeah, there are like landfills full of just shit that we didn't get to. Bro, we could launch an asteroid into space full of just our shit. Yeah, like in Futurama. You know that giant that. like pile <laughs> of trash in the ocean that grows bigger every day. Yeah, probably a good seventy percent of that is just Walmart's like clearance that they couldn't sell. Oh, yeah, bro. Dude, I'll live on that trash island. That's free real estate right there. Yeah. Not yeah. if China gets to it first. Then it's uh, very no, expensive gets, real estate. China has a war over a trash island. <laughs> no, it's my trash. No, dude, that sounds like an Onion article. We're on a fly today. <laughs> that, like, <laughs> Yo, they border dispute over trash island between China and the United States. Okay, look, Onion, if you're listening, can I call you Onion? <laughs> can I call you? How about? <laughs> look, you can have right, me... one of those for free. But the rest you got to pay for. <laughs> Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Biological name of onion. It's asking Hold Siri. On. It's asking Siri what the, the thing is. Can I call you Onion or Aliam Seppa? Mister Aliam Seppa. Hi, Mister Aliam Seppa. Please, Aliam Seppa was my father. Father, call me Onion. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Woo. So anyway, anyway four day work week. Um, no, so I feel I like, like we make probably too much, too many things. I feel like we can just, yeah, uh, you know, similar to the last segment I talked about, how like 
We just don't need infinite growth. We don't need to keep making more things. I feel like we could scale back our production so much and like you would not see any like impact on your life if we just stopped making so many things. Uh, I feel like, well, I, I mean, it's, it is more nuanced and complicated than that. I will say I mean, we make too many of certain things and then yeah. like the resources we put to that could be used for other stuff. Yeah. Like I mean how many how I many like say, how many Chromebooks do you see at Walmart, right? Dude, I've that are seen just, like three Chromebooks smash in a parking lot. Yeah, check your couch cushions, you probably have a Chromebook in there. Yeah. Like, like check just, your laundry, uh, check your uh, lint your lint drum from, well, your, like, from so, your dryer. You'll probably find a Chromebook in there. G- you know, focusing on like a microcosm of what I'm talking yeah. about. At Walmart or like other stores like that, there are just so many shit laptops, so many shit computers that yeah. are just cheap garbage, basically e-waste. Cheap garbage. Yeah. Like they sell yeah. e-waste because yeah. like a lot of people just don't have the money for more expensive computers. So they buy exactly. these cheap uh, laptops and they just aren't good and they get thrown out within like a year. For sure. For so sure. like we make yeah. too much stuff that is just garbage. We make stuff that just yeah. it has no use other than filling Although, a landfill. In terms of like when you say make stuff, uh, manufacturing, right? Yeah. Generally okay. speaking. Most most of the stuff and this is why it's not really counted in our GDP. I mean, it sometimes is but it's complicated. Um we manufacture a lot of parts, right? And then ship them off other places to be put together. Yeah. Yeah. I'm speaking very generally here to be clear. Yeah. Like we make too much stuff kind of applies everywhere. It applies here. Like, yeah, like yeah. I don't know enough to say like we manufacture 10% too many of whatever of this well, widget. Most of our economy is just a service economy anyway, which is yeah. fine. It, it still makes a lot. They're um, just, I, I just, my point is we have enough things. I feel like we could just yeah. ease up on making more things because we have enough. Yeah, but a lot of the things, the good, at least the good things, like the things that are worth having, like are owned by a small percentage of people. Yeah. Imagine if like, let's, let's say like, you know, for whatever it takes to make like four e-waste laptops, if that could be made, if, if the, the materials that went into that and like the time and effort that it went into that could make right. like, I don't know, like one or two Surface Pros. Like, it's more useful to have the Surface Pros, but because of, like, markets and and everything, Mm -hmm. we just put time and effort and resources into just cheap garbage. Right. Well, and a lot of the cost, I mean, specifically for computers, a lot of the cost is just the CPU, and mainly because it's, like, only really made in Taiwan. Yeah. And... Like, that's why I'm, like, really supportive of Biden's, like, let's make these computer chips here. Mm-hmm. Let's just do that here. It's why, just a why good can't thing we, to do. Why can't we do that here? Because if Taiwan, for some reason, has some shitty shit happen to it, we can't just not have computers. Yeah. And if some shitty shit happens to Taiwan, who do you think the world's going to go to then for computer parts, for, for CPUs? Right. Right? Like, right. it's just smart. It's just a good idea. Yeah. It, well, it's it's a very essential thing in the 21st century in the same way that oil companies have been essential to just the world continuing to exist. 
Yeah. So like you could make yeah. a pretty strong argument. Like like I know people have already been saying like maybe we should nationalize oil uh the oil industry and like maybe mm-hmm. yeah. I mean the, the, let's not take it off the table. Um but like computer uh, the like the computer industry has gotten to the point where like it may be too dangerous to leave it up to like uh like private uh, entities. Yeah. Like there's an arg- uh, I mean I don't want to like I don't want to I don't want mom and dad to fight again, but there's an argument to be made. Like hey, maybe we should like not only What are you only- saying, Alex? What do you think? <laughs> there's uh, you could make the argument that not only should we move the manufacturing here, but it should also be nationalized because it's just that vital. Oh, for sure. Well, and well, one th- I mean you and, say dangerous and, like and I know to, what you mean. To, to your point of it's a good thing to move the uh, the manufacturing here. This is what I have to say about it. Guess what? Benefits, benefits everybody, everybody and it it hurts, hurts nobody. nobody indeed um i was gonna mention too like i'm not like too scared about like computer stuff not being available in terms of like national security mainly because our like ships and stuff that the u.s military uses and like our satellites and stuff like they have like their own special hardware and software specifically designed so that people don't really know how it works. Yeah. So I, and it reminds me too of like, um, when, when nuclear submarines first became like a big thing, um, they used like paper printers to give out data. Right. And so they had thousands of, of pounds of just paper and ink just on board yeah. because they needed to have it. And then it all became computerized and they like saved so much weight that they could use instead on like food or like weapons or like that's good. Other essentials. Um, and the cool thing is all this technology that is being used by the military, like at least on ships is pretty much just a toaster that is specifically designed so that you don't know how it works with specific, yeah. specifically designed s- software. Yeah. I just think that's cool, and I wanted to go off on a tangent. That is that's pretty it. cool. That's some cool stuff. I love it. It's great. Yeah. Anyway, so we talked about the Elton John thing. That was just a fun a little goofy guy. It was great. That um, made my day. We do have two other uh, news stories. One of them, it's like, it's mostly the headline that's funny. Um, a guy ate a guy named Kevin Bacon. You told me that too. Yeah, cannibal. Uh, uh, cannibal in Michigan was uh, arrested, and he's charged with uh, killing and eating a man named Kevin Bacon. Not well, the Kevin Bacon. Not the one that everyone is uh, <laughs> seven degrees separated from. As Kevin with a C. <laughs> yes, yeah, seven bacon. Um, no, it's still pronounced the same way. It's just Kevin with a C. It's actually a very uh, tragic story. Uh, like a man died. Oh, no. So I kind of feel bad making fun of it, but like the. He's named after food. Yeah, I mean, okay. There's I mean, a, a there's, disclaimer. Uh, it's not funny that a guy died, but there's a degree of irony that you just can't write. Like, yeah. Like if the it's onion, like if, if the onion um, was like, "Hey, a cannibal ate a guy named Kevin Bacon," we'd be like, "Okay, you're kind of, hey, you're kind of hey, getting bro. into hack territory." This is stuff that society can deem as funny, but not you. Yeah. Right. Um, but it, it's like, it's equivalent to like, if we lost some astronauts in the fucking winds of Uranus. Yeah. Right. Like it's like, oh, a national tragedy, but <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's just it's more ironic than funny. And that's all that I yeah. really wanted to say about it. It's a it's it's actually a very sad situation. Like a person okay. was murdered. It's not uh, can I it's not preface funny, this is it? Next sentence. Hmm? Let me preface this next sentence by saying this isn't funny, it's sad. Yeah. Our hearts and we thoughts I'm not racist, but um but I think it would be comical mm-hmm. if the person who did the eating yeah. was just blind and someone said, yeah, that's bacon. <laughs> yeah. And they didn't get the hint until someone was like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I want to preface this sentence <laughs> oh, no. by saying I've never wanted to eat another person i've Me never either. ever I've, I've never ever had the urge unless I'm not it's a, that pussy i'm yeah unless it's that unless it's that pussy um i have never felt the need or the want to become a cannibal however i just feel like when you lay out when you when you talk about cannibalism like once you get past the part where he killed the guy right you have a dead yeah. body you have you have a dead body there. Don't tell me that you're going this this place. It's Where a human-shaped pile of meat. All right. Now look, you've already killed the guy. That's bad. That's horrible. Is it? It is bad to eat people. But I feel like <laughs> when you get to that point, is it really yes. that much of like a leap to be like, I'm gonna I'm gonna chop off a little bit and, and just see what it tastes like? So funny enough. You know what I mean? Like that, food is expensive. There's another comedian that I know of that had a joke similar to this that was uh he was he was trying to remake church music because he thought it was weird how it was sinful to have like church music that sounds catchy. Yeah. And he's like he was like it's akin to um how uh, a soldier can kill a man on Friday but not eat him because he can't eat meat on Friday according to the Catholic Church. Yeah. <laughs> right? And so um Anyway, that's what I was going to say. But, you know, if they're two consenting adults, I'd... I heard that that kind of thing goes on on the deep web. Why does it have to be consolidated to the deep web, though? Right, Like, yeah. that's my question. If, it, if, you, if you go to a, some, some lawyer, right, just to find, just to make sure everything's kosher, mm-hmm. and you were like, hey, this is the deal. This is my friend. Uh, <laughs> he... <laughs> he... Just fucking hates his arm. Just doesn't like it. I've always been curious about how it tastes. Yeah. We we have come to a mutual agreement. He's here of his own volition and his own sane mind to sign a document saying that he gives me permission to cut off and eat his arm. We will have doctors available to make sure that he doesn't die or has permanent painful complications. I, I will say it's no less dignified. Like if you were to like sell your arm to someone to a cannibal, it's no less dignified than like a lot of jobs. Yeah. Yeah. You know, fuck it. I'll sell my kidney. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. The, you know, I want to clarify. I do believe cannibalism and killing people Is generally, bad. it should be illegal still. But once you're on the other side of the law with one of those, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're already breaking the law. Like, you're not a uh, you're not a law abiding, like, God fearing citizen. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's all to say, like, just don't be surprised when it happens. Maybe. I mean, listen, we're in a nation 
over 360 million people, there's going to be one dude who's going to eat another dude. That's just what's going to yeah. happen. That's just going to happen. It's going to be rare. It's going to be less than a percentage of whatever's, but it's going to happen. It's, yeah, you know, you're right. Um, so anyway, we ha- I have one more news story that we don't really have time for. We're about an hour in. Um, but a little preview. This is uh, from a, a lo- local uh, news station. Uh, second yeah. grader was instructed to, quote, send picture of you doing uh, reading homework in the bathtub, unquote. Parents say. So that's from a Christian school and some like reading assignment. It's like, hey, do, send a picture of you reading uh, at the dinner table or in the bathtub. Like, it's it's supposed to be like, hey, I, read in all these fun places. But one of them is the bathtub, and and I I don't want to start covering it. We're not covering it. That's just that's the setup for it, and we can get to are it you next trying week. To, are you trying to fucking? Are you trying to silence me, Alex? Are you trying to cancel me, Alex? <laughs> I'm a woke moralist now. <laughs> anyway, we watched a movie this week, didn't we? Oh, I watched a movie today, which is in this week. So I yes. also watched it today. Oh, it was better than expected, actually. Yeah, so we and, watched you know, uh, 2008's The Incredible Hulk. So, yeah, I, I think we uh, we both thought, like, like, I thought at least going into it that it was going to be, like kind of boring kind of a slog yeah. to get through but it was like kind of well paced and it was like like it had you know, good action and compelling there was one characters third of a sex scene i'll take it hmm? there is one third of a sex scene i'll take it yeah yeah um yeah I, I liked it it was good you know i thought the the characters were great i like edward norton as uh, as bruce banner i thought he did a pretty good job yeah i thought he was okay i just thought he was a little and and I, I can't think of any other word that would better describe this. So cr- just throw out any word after I say this. Um, I, I think he was a little wimpish for the role. Yeah, well, that's why I like him as Bruce Banner. Because I like I like Mark Ruffalo. I, I like him generally. <laughs> Beta males, am I right? <laughs> He's like Mark <laughs> Ruffalo. Like, isn't a bad actor. I don't want. I don't want this to sound yeah. like Mark Ruffalo slander. But I think he's just. He's too hunky. He's too hunky to be Bruce Banner. With Edward Norton, there's like more of a contrast between like little wimpy, peewee ass nerd uh, Bruce Banner and the the Hulk. Like, I think it works pretty well. Um, Like, he feels like a nerd in a way that Mark Ruffalo doesn't. Yeah. I mean, I liked Mark Ruffalo because he was like, like, if there was a fighting force and he was on it, he, his physique is what i would expect to be on a fighting force like yeah but that yeah the point of bruce banner is that like he doesn't want to be on a fighting force or anything like that he's just a scientist that happens mm-hmm. to turn into a a big rage monster exactly um <laughs> like he's, mark he's ruffalo's bruce banner feels green. like a guy that turns into the hulk right but i feel like mark ruffalo's bruce banner was was definitely more accepting of the hulk than yeah the and that that also has to do with like where his character is right exactly um and i liked the scene where tony stark comes in that was good i like that, that was, was cool i yeah. that was really that was really cool want to touch on that I a little it. bit later because i have a whole list of stuff that they set up in this movie that they just never elaborate on i know and i, I want to touch on that later um 
but yeah, yeah, I, I think Edward Norton can, he plays a convincing peewee, and I like that. I, I, I like I, okay. that. I like that I for that was, for this movie at least. I don't know. I I don't know how well it would work in like an Avengers movie or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It definitely also, doesn't like his poor his his performance doesn't fit with like the uh, the quote unquote MCU ver- version of yeah. the whole. It's a little. I mean, I, I feel like the MCU is devoid of campiness, and this movie had a little campiness in it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The MC, it's well, it's like, like a touch, like a touch. It's like like d- not even like not even a drip, but like like a like an amoeba, small bit of campiness, which was fine. It was fun. I liked it. Yeah, I don't know if I would call it campiness, but like, yeah, this definitely takes the Hulk seriously in a way that the rest of the MCU just hasn't. Like the M- yeah, like the Hulk I, and the rest yeah. of the MCU is just kind of a joke. Yeah, especially like, if you get. A- like, like, throw a. Oh god, what I was gonna say. Uh, throw a, a fucking. Uh, oh god, never mind. <laughs> no, I had a thing. It's yeah. gone now. Like, anyway. like the Hulk in this movie feels like a force of nature. Like he is a terrifying monster, and that has to do with like the yeah. fact that he doesn't show up a lot. Like he's in like a like a very select few scenes, mostly in the shadows. That really yeah. sets him up as kind of like in Jaws. Like he's like the shark from Jaws. Mm-hmm. Right. Like he um, shows up very sparingly and he's mostly just talked about. But I also like that, uh, at least the Bruce Banner from the MCU, the Mark Ruffalo one, you could tell he was, he was definitely in the inner circle because him and, and um, Tony Stark were like best buds. Yeah. But anyway, I loved the, um, the 2008-esque um, uh, suspension of disbelief yeah you know just like um you know they don't have flip phones or sorry they do have flip phones they have flip phones with buttons like physical buttons on them yeah and when he goes to the to the laboratory to like look up information about his his thing um he like just uses his old credentials yeah to try to get in like they wouldn't have, like the U.S. military wouldn't have that on fucking lockdown, and if someone tried to use it, they would like pinpoint the location. Yeah, this movie is definitely written with a 2008 understanding of technology. Technology, like part, like not even when- just tech, not even just like physical tech, but just like what software can do. Yeah, what, like what, what it the can internet really is. Do. Like it's gotten, and I hate to bring up like a fucking Facebook company, but like it's getting a little meta. Yeah. <laughs> like a um, computer can talk and stuff just like I can. Yeah. Um yeah, so like right after uh Betty and Bruce like are on the run, um and you know the the army is like, "Oh, we got to track them with the credit cards or whatever." And they like are listing off like ways to track them. And it's like, "And yeah, we're tracking her web account." Like which one? Like what? Her Facebook account? Which, her Facebook her, or OnlyFans uh, AOL what? account? Yeah. Like what, what, no, just her web account. Like yeah. to log into the web. I don't know. Like whatever, whatever that means. It's like, like fucking, what is it? Uh, like it's hotmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, my mom still has a hotmail uh, email. Oh address. my God. I can't believe that's still a thing. It, it's, it's all just switched over to Outlook. But yeah, like if you made a, an email account back then on Hotmail, like you still have the domain name. It just sounds like a porn thing now. (laughs) It does. Like an email porn site. Yeah. Website names were just more, uh, more creative 
you know, it was more Wild West-esque back then. It was just, you could, like, names were just whatever. Just like, if I wanted to make a website back in 2008, I would look at what I'm drinking, which is a LaCroix, and what I am, which is a boy, and I'd be like, LaCroix boy. Yeah. I, LaCroix. until, like, recent years, I had no idea what GoDaddy was, but I saw their I commercials, thought, and I knew it was I a website. commercials, and I was like- I was like, it's gotta feel, be a porn thing, but there's no way that, be, like, they'd be showing the, commercials on national television. Exactly, and like, they're- they kind of like they leaned into that. It, it seemed like a porn thing. Yeah, no, like it got your attention, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, all of their <laughs> commercials were like bikini babes and stuff. Right, and like whenever a commercial would come on, even though like my parent would probably have the remote at the time, I'd be like, I would look at them like, should we, should we change, should we change the channel? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I should be watching this. Quite frankly, I don't think yeah, this is good for my developing like, brain. On him and saying, "Go, daddy." yeah like anyway i i want to close out the uh, suspension of disbelief uh thing with this and i did mention this earlier when i when when we were calling um so at one part one part and i wanted to complain about this not really to say anything about the movie just to complain about this one part so uh bruce banner is like disguised as a pizza boy trying to get into the college and he's like, hey, I got a delivery on whatever, like the fifth floor. And uh, and he's talking to uh, Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno. Who played yeah. Hulk in the 70s the show. The original Hulk. That's I love cool. that. Yeah, I like that. I love, cam- I love cameos you know he's like deaf? That. He's deaf? He's actually, he's literally deaf. Like fully or like. Uh, fully deaf. 100% deaf. did not know that. Cannot hear. Yep. That's interesting. Um, but really? anyway, so he's disguised as a pizza boy trying to get in he's like i got a delivery on this floor and lou ferrigno's like nah there we don't got anyone up there which should have been the first red flag if you're a security guard if you know that there's no one up there that would have ordered a pizza yeah at this like highly secure facility or not even i guess at least like a lab like you don't want people breaking into a lab you know what and then and then really yeah i know and then bruce is like (laughs) I got an extra medium pizza here for you. He didn't even mention what was on it. Yeah, I he, I mean, there's pizza's anchovy pizza. pineapple. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could pick some things off, but anchovy and pineapple leave leave a mark for sure. Oh, you will know there is anchovies and pineapple on a pizza, even yeah. if there's not anchovies and pineapple on that pizza. Yeah. So anyway, Bruce is like, I'm gonna catch hell if I don't collect on this order. Um. And, you know, speaking as someone who has had a pizza boy as a day job, I know from experience, um, I mean, I I didn't deliver in 2008, um, so I don't know anything about like collecting or anything like that. Everyone just pays over the Internet. But I know for a fact he would not have an extra medium pizza on him. He like either like and again it's a cover story so it doesn't really matter but (laughs) within the narrative that he is crafting either he's giving the security guard part of the order which he is gonna get hell if he doesn't collect on like he's already like he doesn't want to be in more trouble for this order you're already out one order then that's what that means like he's gonna get in more trouble for this very uh, uh, evidently important order um right or he just has an extra pizza, which they don't just give you an extra pizza when you go out on a delivery. They, that, that's just not what happens. That's not at all how it works. <laughs> and that, that has no impact on the quality of the movie 
Right. Yeah. But that just really bothered me. I like when that soldier dude became uh, abomination. He just dropped the British accent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I he like still that. like talks and everything. Like it gets still Emil Blonsky in there. Right. But he just talks differently. He's like, you don't deserve this power. He would have said it. You don't deserve this power. I feel like you can't take him seriously if he's still British, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, I expect him to be punching Hulk with like a pinky up if he talks like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, oi, Gov, I'm the, I'm the abomination, <laughs> isn't it? Nice to meet your acquaintance. <laughs> I'm the abomination. Which, by the way, God the abomination. The, queen. the abomination has actually uh, showed up a couple of times in the MCU uh, in recent like projects. He's in She-Hulk, really? which is uh, still going now. Oh, um, and he's that's still a thing. Yeah, he uh, showed up in Shang Chi as like a background How character. About that? Yeah, um, they actually gave him a more like comic accurate look with like the fins on his face and everything. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I think he talks more like uh, like the guy now when yeah. he's Abomination. For sure. And you're definitely um, not supposed to take him seriously anymore. No, no. Um, what was, what was I going to say? I love how throughout this entire movie, it's been proven like more times than they can count with all of their fingers combined um, that shooting the Hulk doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> not only... Does shooting a Hulk not work? Um, but also like uh in the like in the end battle where they're on like the helicopter and they got the guy on the minigun, he's like shooting at the abomination when he's like scaling this apartment building. And he's like shooting everywhere except for the abomination. Except for where he is. Like every second you're shooting that gun, you have killed ten people. <laughs> yeah. And, Which, by uh, the way, this this of- this is well before the MCU had every battle take place in like deserted like fields. So like there were mm-hmm. people there. Like you could see there was a guy in that building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. It's just there was that, and like I liked when he's just like, I have to jump out of this plane and fight abomination. And she's like, Don't do it. We don't know if you're cured yet. And he's just like. I gotta try. I think he just wanted to kill himself. Yeah. I think he was just like, oh, God damn, I thought I would be cured, and then they'd be yeah. like, you're free to go, but it looks like this is gonna be more of a situation. Yeah. I just wanna die now. Yeah. Um, no, I expected, like, in that scene, um, when she's like, you don't know if you'll transform, I, I expected him to be like, oh, it's okay, I'll just get, like, really excited, um, and, like, I gotta do it pretty quickly, so, like, here's the thing. I already undid my belt, Okay. Yeah, I was like, what if that doesn't work? If he's just like, listen. Just got to give it a little tug. You don't even have to give me a, you don't have to give me a happy ending. (laughs) Backs up accidentally out of the plane while falling yells happy ending. He's like, you don't have to give me a happy ending. Ending. As he's falling. (laughs) Just like, like Team Rocket. Starts blowing in front of her dad. Just. just like but wouldn't it be Betty, great Betty, if he wasn't Betty, like Betty, Betty, just just give it just, just just touch it just just the tip just touch it just touch it just, just a little bit just touch it just a little bit um I, I think it'd be funny like, this is life and like, death here betty just i know he i know he's looking just look look me in the eyes it's just you and me here just a little tug i think it would be great if i think it'd be great if betty was like more horny than he was and she so kind of like, is um i mean not in that bit. scene in, in the earlier scene 
Yeah, the the one third of the sex scene. Yeah. Where he's like, they're making out, they're about to get uh, heavy and dirty into it, and his watch is like, yo, bro! <laughs> you're about to transform! His watch is like the opposite of a wingman, it's just cock-blocking him. It's just like, bro, listen. Listen, bro. Like, I know people have colloquially said that their dick has ripped someone in half. <laughs> yeah. You uh, will I'm talking ruin literal. this woman. <laughs> She will have to have her organs literally rearranged. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I. <laughs> that's so stupid, too. I think it'd be funny if they're like in the plane and it's just like, okay, listen, I'll I'll try to like, I don't know, shoot me in the foot. I, I'll try to cut my arm or something to get my to Hulk out. And she's like, don't worry, just rips off his pants. <laughs> yeah. And he's like a little shocked, and that shock is like what gets him like to green out. Yeah. Dude, she's a freak. Dude, she's, a, she's freaky. <laughs> she she told me she's she like, saw the Hulk and ass. she was like, I can fix him. She's <laughs> she <laughs> she saw the Hulk and was like, finally, something that'll fit properly. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. Um Oh, what was I gonna Oh, I I was gonna say I I really like uh betty in this movie uh yeah i just i just cool. like her vibe like mm-hmm. i don't know how to explain I, I i love how she talks and delivers her lines and the only right. way that i can describe it is like at times her delivery is very wes anderson-esque yeah like you know the part where they get to new york she's like what if we take the subway and he's like yeah me in a compressed metal tube and underground in the most aggressive city in the world uh and she's like yeah, let's take a let's let's take a cab. Let's take a cab. Yeah, like that. And the cab that delivery, turns out to be worse. Like just with her voice and the way she says it, like I right. I don't know how to explain it other than it just feels like kind of like Wes Anderson y, exactly, and not in yeah. an annoying pretentious way. I like how she's both like um she's not like just a romantic thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's also that she's 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 actually like a scientist and knows what the fuck she's doing. Yeah, and she is actually like helping yeah she, and she's a pretty not, good love interest for 2008 and that's what i meant to say love interest not love thing <laughs> that was a bad wording <laughs> object um, yeah i i was like shit oh, <laughs> damn it now i sound like i'm sexist um no but it's it, okay keep I, it up I, and we'll get some of that andrew tate money oh god fucking hell that guy um you know i do myself a favor and just i don't think about him yeah 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 but um I, I there were some parts that i was like like she was basically almost married to like a psychologist oh yeah i forgot about that thank you for reminding me yeah and so like she sees one glance of what she assumed what was he like her ex-husband or boyfriend they like i think they were dating they at least like really care about each other yeah so like on anyway, a baseline like, they care about each other i don't know if they like were formally dating so she's basically like in a serious relationship with a guy yeah she yeah he is her neil and she catches a glimpse of her ex-boyfriend by the way yeah like not even serious just like just like yeah he turned into a green monster and left yeah like movies like this are a a good lesson or a a good example of why you just shouldn't 
date if you're not really into the person because like what if your mysterious ex from your past shows up then you have to explain hey hey i can't get married today lab listen (laughs) i gotta i gotta call off our wedding because i was never in love with you you were just a stopgap for you know to, to tide me over until you know the guy that i actually like comes back into my life right just be um, single if you're not into anyone but um uh i mean it seems like the dude takes it kind of, like really well but i also think he saw the battle at the fucking at culver's university in virginia yeah and he was just like i want to make sure she's okay but this is beyond me yeah. i this is above my i talk to people and he help knows them when to with tap their problems he's like listen uh, you, he's a man I, that knows his limits and i i really respect that i respect that and i hope he found like real someone better yeah you know also oh oh also the suspension of disbelief this one other thing they have like megan fox working at a goddamn bottling plant are you fucking shitting me <laughs> yeah are you kidding me no it turns out attractive people are capable of doing labor like, I'm not saying that they're not. Uh, what I'm... She was clearly a model. Yeah. Yeah, no, like... Point... I think I've made my point in that, so... <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's safe to say, as a general rule, people that are involved in making movies, like, in front of the camera, at least, are generally just more attractive than the average person. So that... Yes. So that's how you get moments like that, where it's like, yeah, look at this like regular person that happens to be like a supermodel, you know? You know, it's you know it's that's funny too. that's that when you know was... you you've brought this up and I need to say this. That's what bothered me about New Girl. Yeah. Yeah. So is Jess everyone's just too damn attractive. Yeah, Jess, well, everyone in the show <laughs> is just yeah. like hot at worst. Like even the schlubby guy whose whole deal is like, eh, I'm just a what I'm just an everyday man and Women don't yeah. find me attractive. He's still like actor hot, you know, for sure. And and Jess, they like tried to gaslight us into thinking that Jess wasn't like one of the most beautiful people in the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she's yeah. not a member of the Hollywood elite. Listen, if she was not like as attractive, her little quirkiness, I'd be like, you're crazy. Yeah. You're just crazy. Yeah, if crazy. someone acted like Jess but didn't look like Jess, everyone would hate them. And they yeah. tried to present Jess like she didn't look like how she looks. Yeah. And I hate it when when TV and and movies like do that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Corkiness if you're not attractive <laughs> is just craziness. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to say yeah, it. If you're hot, I hate saying that. If you're hot and you do weird shit, you're quirky. You're you're a little you're unique. You're cool. If you're, you're like ugly and you do weird shit, that you get a restraining order. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but there's I love a very thin line like, between repel- crazy and quirky. Oh yeah, no, I've worked at a pharmacy. I've noticed that difference. <laughs> um, I like the when he's like rappelling down the building and he looks into her window, and she's like freaking the fuck out. Right. The right. one thing that that was interesting was like i wasn't sure if she was just getting out of the shower or if she was just that sweaty oh (laughs) like that's the thing like i'm just used to like anything happening in south america that is filmed they're just drenched in sweat yeah 
Right. And so I don't like you've seen the city that he's in. I don't imagine they have AC. Yeah. Uh, and they're like I've, on the equator. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure she's just drenched in sweat and she didn't just get out of the shower. Yeah. Yeah. That I, 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 I believe that theory. I will sign on to that. Yeah. Um, Anyway, I think, oh, the last thing that I want to touch on before I get to uh, the list of things that they set up and never elaborate on, um, Haley pointed this out uh, while we were watching it. Wait, what can I point out? Haley, fucking stay in your lane. <laughs> He's mine on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I got a little tattoo on the back of my neck that says property of Gavin uh, on on Wednesdays or sometimes Thursdays from four to whatever time whatever time delegated between the two of us yeah. for yeah. roughly two hours a week property of gavin <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 yeah. it's a very wordy tattoo it was very expensive <laughs> we actually got a lawyer to make the wording i had to uh, take out yeah, a loan a contract lawyer for yeah this tattoo. We, we we went into some to some 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 substantial debt trying to get this tattoo made yeah i had to i had yeah. to sell my arm to a cannibal to afford this tattoo it was delicious yeah <laughs> anyway so she pointed out and she wanted me to credit her if i brought this up but in no fuck you after abomination becomes abomination he's fully yeah. naked he is he has no clothing whatsoever and he has a bulge and but but no penis there is no dick or balls on the abomination <laughs> but he has a bulge so like what is is his is are, are his genitals covered in like a layer of like armor plating or something like why what happened to his dick and balls there i like to think that like a layer of like subcutaneous fat just kind of went <laughs> yeah like, it's like a, it's like a fupa <laughs> yeah pretty much. it's like a rock hard fupa yeah for sure that's it yeah anyway um, um so I would say like half of the things that they set up in this movie are just never elaborated on again. First of all, Betty's entire character. Oh yeah. She just, whatever. She is never brought up. She's never mentioned at all. Bruce in the next movie is like, yeah, I've been on the run or whatever. And uh, oh, there's this lady. Wait, there was a second one of these. Was there? No, I didn't have a lady. No, there was. Yeah. I've just been on was my own forever. One? I've never had any loved ones. Is this the Mark Ruffalo Hulk? Yeah. Okay. See, the thing is, I feel like if you put the canon of both of these movies together, she would be like super bitter because she literally did everything in her power to like make sure that he's okay. And she has connections. So she she has put a bad precedent in front of her. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and she's probably then, in prison like for the rest of her life for helping for helping the Hulk. And meanwhile, like just a few years later, he's like a world renowned superhero. Not only that, but leaves her for a Ukrainian assassin. Yeah. And like if she gets the news in whatever supermax prison she's in, she's she like sees like not only is he like a world renowned superhero who's apparently just absolved of all crimes, he also brought back half of humanity in a uh, in yeah. endgame like, meanwhile not, she's in supermax prison and like i can only imagine like just during his downtime bruce is like i feel like i'm i 
I'm forgetting something, but I cannot for the life of me remember what I forgot. Meanwhile, right, she's exactly. sitting in prison like I should have just I, I should have just let my father handle it. I should have just let my dad do everything. I should have just let um, him kill my boyfriend. Whatever. I don't care. Yeah. This totally. was not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, I just imagine like at best she's like soup, like ridiculously sanctioned by the United States government and has like a handler to make sure she's not up to some weird shit. Yeah. Right. And she could totally be like, hey, Tony Stark, could you help me? But, like, she's not in the group, and yeah. Bruce left her a little, like, just long enough ago that she's, she has no reason to pretend like she knows anyone She like group of people. She, like, calls, like, Stark Industries, and, like, the receptionist answers, and it's like, hey, this is Betty Ross, I'm just, sorry, you're not canon anymore. You're not canon. <laughs> <laughs> they, like, block her number. Yeah. Um... Anyway, yeah, more no, stuff that yeah. they uh, set up and don't elaborate on at all. Uh, Hulk uh, controlling his anger. Yeah. Like they hint at the I, end. I, like, I like how like he can like control more... like the Hulk stuff now. You know, I think because it's interesting because I feel like that was something that Mark Ruffalo's Hulk had to learn to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You could in Endgame, like in the five year gap, like he just he reconciles the Hulk stuff right off and screen th- completely. And I feel like, um, what this other Hulk goes through is, is more just like a physical reaction rather yeah. than like a metaphysical phenomenon. <laughs> it's like a, yeah, it's like a combination of the like antidote that they gave him and also like, I don't know, breathing. Right. Well, he just has to keep his heart rate down. It seems like whenever he reaches 200, yeah. He just turns into the Hulk. Yeah, but then at the why... end, at the end, he's like in Canada and he's like doing his breathing. You can hear his heart rate rise and like you know, he flashes his eyes, they're green. Like it's also they're... that's kind of fucked up. What? That's kind of like the fact that like he's doing that uh, apparently of his own volition, knowing that he's probably gonna destroy a town. Well, no, the whole point is that he like went into the middle of the woods in, in Canada. Oh. And he's like in a like a little cottage, like miles away from civilization. Mm-hmm. At least that's okay. how I read it. That's that that's what it seemed like to me. Because he started out in Brazil. No, he, he had so that. He went from Harlem at the end of the movie to uh, like British Columbia. I know that, but at the beginning of the movie, he was in Brazil. Yeah, and then he becomes the Hulk because they're trying to get him. And he's like in the woods and he goes onto the road and he sees the Volkswagen Beetle or Volkswagen bus. And he's like, hey, blah, blah, blah. he's like, hey, I need to get back to the main studio, blah, blah, blah. And the dude's like, what are you talking about? This is Guatemala. Yeah. He's like, in a, like, by the way, Brazil is multiple times larger than Alaska. Yeah. It's a, it's a big boy country. It's a large country. Um, I, even if he's in Canada, Oh he yeah, you make a, you make a good some point. Shit up. Yeah, the like, Hulk can even... just like jump to <laughs> the closest <laughs> town. You make a you make a good point. To put like I, I I think the best thing he could have done is just been like, "Hey Tony, um, you know that island that you never use? Just put me there." I actually, actually, it's interesting that you bring that up because in the first episode of She Hulk, uh, they you know Bruce, who is at this point 
like fully just his like combination Bruce Hulk form, basically just yeah. himself in the Hulk body. He takes right. um, Jen, uh, who's like, uh, you know, the She-Hulk. Um, after she turns into She-Hulk, he like takes her to this island to try to help her control her powers. To fuck her, yeah. Yeah, to, to fuck her, She-Hulk, who is his cousin, by the way. Um, I mean, I don't. He could have been from Alabama. I don't know. We don't know. Um, but yeah, he actually says, like, yeah, I talked to Tony, and he hooked me up with this island and this facility, you know, this lab. So like, that actually did happen, apparently. Hey, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, but anyway, I so they like set the up at the end of this movie. That. Hmm? Yeah, I feel like the writers actually, at least in that scene, thought about it and were like, yeah, there's no real safe place to test the Hulk yeah. except for an island. Because as far as we know, he needs oxygen, and I don't see the Hulk angrily swimming to shore. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, so they set up at the end of the movie, he's, like, learning to control, like, the Hulk form, and he can pr- conceivably transform at will. Um, but then at the start of the Avengers, which is his next appearance, he's just back to, like, the status quo, like, on the run, trying not to get his heart rate up, you know? Yeah, and that's the difference I think between this movie and the way that they they um they make that boundary of when you become Hulk. Like with Mark Ruffalo's Hulk, it was more like emotional too. Like you had to be in an emotionally angry state. Yeah. Right. He could be fucking with a heart rate of two hundred and be fine. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's definitely like not as like hard line in the in like right. the future appearances it's just like and don't get him vaguely upset <laughs> don't get him vaguely upset he's oh, oh no man. he's vaguely mad he, he's he's like, like how s- sort of excited maybe we don't know <laughs> he's into the humiliation kink <laughs> hurry <laughs> get into your shelters <laughs> um yeah i mean i, I so uh, yeah i can see like with Mark Ruffalo's Hulk, like needing an island yeah. to like test that out. Well, this this Hulk that we just saw, like as far as I'm concerned, he's just like fuck it, I'll become Hulk again. Yeah, and destroy us. I don't fucking care. Yeah, because he has like no resources. It's not like he can just get an island. It's not like he can just reach out to a shrink and be like, "Hey, you used to date my girlfriend, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, can you help me with this thing?" So I occasionally will turn giant monstrous and green um yeah what are you gonna do what are you gonna do he's he's just gotta he's just gotta do some breathing just has to breathe and then he controls his anger um so anyway the next thing that they set up and then never well this this sort of fits into the category but iron man forming the avengers at the end of the movie, Ross yeah. is like at a bar and he's like, oh, the, the Hulk stuff happened. And Tony Stark shows up and he's like, hey, guess what? We're putting together a team. Um, yeah. But then, so this was like the same year Iron Man came out. So they were just kind yeah. of trying to throw shit at the wall. They were piecing things together. So they For didn't sure. really have Iron Man 2 written. And in Iron mm-hmm. Man 2, that's like when they elaborate on the Avengers stuff. And, you know, mm-hmm. Nick Fury is like, hey, we're putting together a group of special people, um, I guess, at that point to put together a task force to like uh, to do Venezuelan coups. You can only assume because they don't know about yeah. aliens yet. Um, but anyway, oh, so they oh, yeah, they do all that sure. stuff where and Tony's like, I don't want to join your su- super secret boy band. And like he's not qualified and everything. But in this, it's Tony Stark putting together the Avengers. 
Yeah. So that's not something that they didn't elaborate on, but something that they changed. For sure. And that and belongs on the list. That's what, well, that's one thing I liked about the strategy of like Marvel and making the cinematic universe. It was quite literally like, throw shit at the wall, see what sticks, and whatever does stick, and whatever seems to get attention mm-hmm. from people, and people are like, that's a good idea. Roll with it. Yeah, I do respect that. I really respect it's like because a modern cinema, at least, especially if you're going to make like a multi-movie deal, it's all drawn out already. Right. It's all already made. Um, you just need to get the people to do it. Um, and that's what I, I, I liked about how they did this, especially the fact that like Robert Downey Jr. in 2008 was kind of a washed up actor. Yeah, he was like Iron a Man. serious gamble for them. Yeah. And well, that's why they like. I th- I'm not sure if Iron Man was like a low budget film. It, but was, it definitely it was, wasn't. It was definitely like it was medium. I don't know if I'd call it low. Like I don't know what it was, but it was definitely not like a high budget affair. It was just exactly. kind of. I think it was like Marvel Studios or yeah, Marvel Studios like just putting the rest of their money towards this. Right. It was kind of a hail um, mary. Exactly, and it worked like the really well. the fate of the studio. I cannot stress this enough. Depended on this movie succeeding, because like if right. Iron Man and didn't it, take yeah. off, like there would be no Marvel Studios. They would be bankrupt. <laughs> they that like sold suck. all of their uh, their uh, their rights like to different characters. Like they sold the X Men rights, uh, Spider Man rights, uh, Fantastic Four rights, and they like worked with what they had left. And, like, they used the money from that to fund, like, the early stuff. Yeah. And that was, like, really what would make or break their future. Exactly. And it's weird because, like, nowadays, at least in the, in, the, in the 2020s, like, in terms of superheroes, Marvel's the big boy. Yeah. Right? Yeah, DC um, is trying to catch up to Marvel, which I don't think many people would have predicted. Well, yeah. No, it was flipped in 2008. Oh, yeah. DC was like Superman, Batman. They were the big, those were the superheroes that yeah. you wanted. Um, and I love how it's just like, I, I love how the cumulative creation, creative exhaustion of the Marvel studios, you know, people like made something so fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. And now like every other studio, not just Warner Brothers, not just like the DC movies, they're all trying to replicate that like formula. Like Universal Mm -hmm. tried to do like their like dark universe. They tried to do like the monster movies, like their MCU, like the monster cinematic universe. And it just tanked because like the the mummy with Tom Cruise wasn't good. Yeah. Well, I mean, the second you you make it like a we can do that too sort of thing people just get turned off they're like no yeah trying to like setting out to make a cinematic universe is like calling yourself a comedian where like right the the like the label carries implications that then like you can't organically produce it like if you start something by being like yeah i'm a comedian i'm like really funny then like every joke that you tell feels kind of like you're trying to be like see look i'm funny i promise and with the cinematic point yeah with the cinematic universe it's like yeah we're gonna make the monster cinematic universe and then like they make the mummy with tom cruise and it's like not only is this a bad movie but it's also like just it's pathetic that you thought that this would spawn your own mcu 
Well, also, I think the difference between other studios and Marvel is that, um, like, Marvel, or let me say this, um, other studios make things that they think their audiences should like. Yeah. Marvel made something they knew their audience would like because they released a movie and their audience was like, I like this, I don't like this. Yeah, right? and it was made by people that were passionate about the material. Like Kevin Feige, Kevin Feige is not only a movie producer, but he's just a fan of comic books. Uh, Yeah. And the cool thing too is like the, the community surrounding Marvel comic books, they're a very boisterous crowd. They'll tell you what they like, what they don't like. Yeah. Right. And so it made this great, um, amalgamation of, uh, like production and then input and then reworks and then, this constant cycle of like, cool. And this next movie, we'll try to write this wrong that people didn't like while also putting something in that they were asking for. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of discourse around the MCU now about how it's become kind of like corporate and like formulaic. But I will say the early MCU was really just creatively driven. Mm -hmm. At least I think like they were doing like um, more varied stuff. Like, the MCU wasn't just comic book movies. It was like, here's like a monster, like, you know, on the run thriller kind of movie with the whole. Yeah. Here's, a, you know, sci- kind of like a sci-fi kind of concept with Iron Man. And here's a yeah. war movie with Captain America. Exactly. And, you know, they're still superhero movies, but they felt like genre pieces, you know? For like, sure. felt like Well, I remember, um, like, I remember when Guardians of the Galaxy came out and back then, I thought it was the dumbest fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, really. Like, I would have been the kind of person who wouldn't be caught dead with, like, a Guardians of the Galaxy, like, like comic. Like, I, I would be like, nah, I, I don't... Well, why? It's, the, the name itself is stupid, right? And then I saw the movie, and I was like, this is not only fucking hilarious, but it's a good... It's a really good movie. It's yeah. decent, like, they got a good cast. The script is awesome. Um, and... Now it's the sort of thing, like, if they made a new Guardians of the Galaxy movie, you bet your ass I'm going to go see it. Oh, yeah. Just because I'm interested to see what they're going to do. Yeah, and James Gunn just makes good art. Right. And I want to make one other point about, like, Marvel um, before (laughs) you take me off my soapbox. Um, I like the fact that because they have fans working on the project, right, they have fans that are, like, uh, like, for instance, might be working on, uh, like, an Iron Man movie but they're fans of guardians of the galaxy yeah right so when they see a little error in the script or a little error in the storyline that is like this doesn't really make sense for guardians of the galaxy they go great point why why doesn't it make sense let's fix it yeah because the fans will catch that yeah and, and the last thing that i want to say about that is uh the girl that plays captain mar or drop my pen the the girl that plays miss marvel uh in the miss marvel disney plus series is like a huge like marvel nerd yeah. She was like yeah, on, like on set while they were filming Miss Marvel, uh she was like watching WandaVision on her phone cuz it was adorable. like coming kinda, out around that time. That's really adorable actually. <laughs> yeah. And uh when Kevin Feige like came out and he was like, "Yeah, the MCU is uh Universe 616." She was like she, she <laughs> apparently she like texted Kevin Feige like, "What the fuck, dude? That doesn't make sense. The Marvel like mainline <laughs> continuity is universe 616 the marvel cinematic universe is universe like whatever like two nine 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 whatever she corrected the fucking producer 
Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. I love it. It's great. Like I, love I, it. I, just, I just like it when people that are making like whatever piece of art, whatever you're making, I like it when it's being yeah. made by people that are passionate about it. Well, also it keeps the continuity in check because when you have fans of such a variety of comic books, making sure that the script is right for one movie, mm-hmm. it makes the, it makes everything canonical. Yeah. Right. Because the thing, like, I don't think even if the mummy would have made like a lot of money and it would have been a multi-deal thing, I doubt they would have had like a good like store, like a good canon that makes sense. Yeah. Right. Highly doubt it because the fan base just isn't there. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a difficult thing to make like a whole cinematic universe around like the mummy and like Wolfman, you know, like, I think it's a good idea. Yeah. I think it's a neat idea. It's not something just, that I would invest a billion dollars in. It's just not something I would have a Scientologist be the front row <laughs> guy like, for. Like that that idea isn't it's not a bad idea, but it's not it's not going to be a mainstream Hollywood thing. You know what I mean? Like it's like a Tom good Cruise like isn't cool smaller anymore. budget project to make these interconnected yeah. monster movies, but don't expect it to be like the new Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, yeah, especially when you're, it's, it's really hard, especially to make a movie franchise when you're comparing it to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. And it's not even a thing that you need to put that much money into. Like, it's just right. Like monster movies, like can be made cheaply and they have been historically. Yeah. But anyway, Um, I want to get through the rest of this. So a couple more things (laughs) that are (laughs) set up and never elaborated on is there's just the room full of Hulk blood. Like it doesn't, where did that all come from? Was he mailing it? So he said, um, it was mentioned in like one line, uh, Bruce sent in a blood sample and the guy was like, yeah, I couldn't do much with that. So I had to concentrate it and make more. Um, so I guess it was all like synthesized from the one sample. But anyway, why is it all blood then? What is he concentrating? Blood is blood. I don't, I don't, I do not know. But anyway, so there's like a a room full of blood and we don't see it get destroyed but we don't see anything come of it. And related yeah. to that, the guy that was the Mr. Blue, he the he like got a cut on his head and some Hulk blood dripped on it. Yeah. And, and you see him like bubbling. bubble up. So that was to set up a Marvel villain called the leader, I believe. Um, okay. I thought it was like Megamind or something. I don't I wasn't sure. <laughs> yeah, what to it was set up Megamind. Be. Yeah, the blue guy from the And then they never off, made a like... Megamind movie. <laughs> but anyway so they set this up and it's another thing that just is never brought up it never appears again it's never even mentioned in a passing line exactly yeah um which is sad but again i think it's just one of those things that you have to cut when like i feel like they made this they made iron man then they went with thor and then they were on a track. They started their track with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. And that's just something that were like, there's no, no one's like, what happened to this dude? Yeah. Right. No one's like, where all that blood come from? Yeah. Like, now to be no clear, one... this stuff, like, like the leader being set up, it's not something that like the fans are like clamoring to see again. It's more the kind of thing that you see in like a listicle about like, you know, right. thing top ten MCU uh, forgotten storylines. You know, mm-hmm. but still, like, yeah, it's worth mentioning. I mean, this but, is but kind of that. Um, this this segment yeah. is just a listicle top ten things, uh, top ten forgotten storylines. 
you know? Well, I do think now Marvel has the capital to definitely go back and, like, even make spinoff series just based off of, like, loose threads. Yeah. I mean, they did kind of do that with She-Hulk. So Yeah, but then everyone fucking hated it. <laughs> well, they didn't hate the part of the show that was a callback to this, but yeah, incels online were like, She-Hulk twerking with Megan the Stallion? This is woke and bad and terrible. You know, maybe like, I should watch She-Hulk instead of fucking shitting on it based on what I've heard on the internet. It's Maybe that would be a smart idea. It's I would say it's better than some of the other Disney Plus shows. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair like enough. It's, I think Disney's going to wake up to a rude awakening, the same one that like Netflix woke up to about making movies. Yeah, they just they're ma- it's like I said earlier, we're just making too many things. Disney is making too many like Marvel shows. And right. it everything that they make in the MCU is just setting up the next thing in the MCU. But anyway, so right. part of She-Hulk is uh, you know how She-Hulk is like a lawyer, right? No, I didn't. Anyway, She-Hulk is a lawyer. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah, so she gets hired as the head of the superhuman law division at this uh, law firm. Which that's really is, awesome. That's okay. a cool. That's a cool concept for a show. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, um, I would love to see a show about like, you know, Daredevil, who is also a lawyer, and you know, She-Hulk. If it was just yeah. like a series, like a like sort of like an anti, like a series or not a like an episodic uh, thing where they're just every episode is another superhuman. Uh, court right. case but anyway so but i would love it i would love it to have the i would like it to have like the feel of loki too i think that would be like interesting like that office vibe oh yeah um but so anyway part of the show is she hulk gets assigned to be the lawyer for emil blonsky uh the abomination who is okay at this point put up on parole he's like he's eligible for parole yeah so she's like his lawyer um and the episode that just I came love out that so much oh wow what I love that so much. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm going to watch this now. I think it's, that's it's, really interesting. It's a, it's a fun concept. Um, Wong also shows up in the show and awesome. she, and she has to like explain parts of the legal system to him. I love, like how I you really can't love that. She's like, you can't just break someone out of a supermax prison to go to an underground fighting ring. And he's like, I don't, I don't, I don't see the problem. I put him back. <laughs> why? I, I, I put him I, back. Why? Like what's the problem? <laughs> but anyway so yeah they did they did touch on emil blonsky again and it's nice to see mm-hmm. abomination again really he's awesome. a completely different guy now yeah he's like full like uh he's he's kind of like a cult leader he has like nine wives <laughs> he like run he like has a ranch for like ex wait, like ex super villains to like work through their he, issues wait does he does he live in utah no no he has some ranch in some rural area i don't think it's utah he's not a it's not a mormon he's something very similar though but anyway so i would say best movie ever incredible hulk 2008 you know i went into this with like low expectations and it did well i think it was good i I think it was a good movie yeah i expected worst movie ever but what we got was best movie ever i would say definitely no it was good i would say it was more enjoyable than the godfather at least um i i haven't i still haven't seen the godfather i haven't seen it either (laughs) but i know that Um, it's worse than twilight and there's no way that this is also worse than twilight you know i watched um a really sad movie called the pianist which is about um the holocaust the penis this movie was yes this movie (laughs) 
was more enjoyable than the the pianist. Um, I would I that does sound like it would be less enjoyable. Not a le- not a worse I, movie, just less enjoyable. Than I feel a, like you come well, out of the theater while after watching the pianist, and they don't ask you if you enjoyed the movie. Yeah, and they yeah. just kind of go like, "How are you? Yeah, are you okay? You good? Like, that was a lot, wasn't it? That was a lot. Do you need a hug? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, but in terms of like making you happy, this movie does oh, that yeah. more. It was good. It was good. I was like, "Wow, all right." Look, out of out of all of the movies, I would say, yeah. I mean, this did come out in two thousand eight, and that's where I give it a lot of like a lot of leeway, um, because there are some things where I'd be like, "Yeah," like he's just gonna log into this computer and the military is not gonna track him. But like, it's two thousand eight. The iPhone hadn't come out yet. Like, did you see the monitors? Like, I remember like yeah. when the dude was like trying to set up all the things and. Like the monitors looked, they're from 1990s. Like, yeah. right. They were like old monitors. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess the turnover for monitors back then wasn't that big because you'd get one monitor and all you would be changing is your tower. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. And you would just connect. And now we uh, have such technological turnover with everything. So, yeah, that's, that, that's all to say, yeah, for sure. So, anyway, next movie. fuck you too alex okay that's how it's gonna be all right so anyway uh next episode is gonna be the first uh episode of october so if we're officially getting into halloween and it's my turn to pick a movie um so i'm thinking next week we can watch uh are you familiar with scary godmother oh dude they played that on repeat yeah they played that on repeat on cartoon network i love scary godmother oh dude the animation makes me go wow we've come a long way yeah wow i could do that now listener at home uh i don't think scary godmother is like officially on anything however you can watch it on it's not it's not that it's on youtube technically but you can watch the whole thing on youtube um both of them part one and two they made yeah. like two they're like 45 sure. minute specials so i was thinking we could watch both of those and then talk about them next week i feel like uh, yes but also i feel like fairy godmother is it's a good life of like the 2020s yeah or it's a wonderful life sorry how Remember so that chris the christmas movie so like um S- scary godmother objectively is it a great movie not really but they played it on repeat it's, when i was a kid it's great like they played yeah because like, I is it citizen when I was a kane kid. no but does it make you feel good absolutely dude yeah no no here's how i would know it was halloween season when i saw fairy or scary godmother on the tv that's how i knew it was the season yeah you know, you know? no you know, you know what, what it I mean? feels like halloween to me. started what it feels like to me is like the feeling that I get watching Scary Godmother is the feeling that you get like seeing an old friend. Yeah. Oh. It's, it just is nice. Oh. You know what or I mean? Or that feeling when you open like a crate of like old decorations for a certain season from when you were a kid. Yeah. Right. And you're like, oh, I remember this. I remember this. Um, that and that one Christmas movie um, about them suing Santa or something. Oh, uh, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer? Yeah! Yeah, I didn't watch that one as much, but yeah, that's another one. On repeat, We should bro. We should watch On that when, when we get to December. When the season comes, for sure. Yeah. Oh, so I'm dude. thinking, 
No, let me know if you have any input for Halloween movies, but I'm thinking yeah. for uh so for the first week of October, Scary Godmother, then the next 3 weeks um the uh we could watch the Fear Street trilogy. Okay. Um it's a it's a trilogy on Netflix. I don't know if I've um talked to you about it before, but it's like technically it's three movies, but it's like all one like um like story from like the start of the okay. first movie. It, like they all connect, but yeah. they're all they're standalone, but they also like have an overarching narrative. And they're yeah. like they're really good. Um and I think they're definitely uh, worth taking the time to watch and talk about. But for sure. If you have any you know strong opinions on what we should watch for Halloween, I'm open to them. Yeah, let's watch um Schindler's List. I'm I mean, the events are horrific, but I wouldn't call it horror. <laughs> I like no, I like how you phrased that. That's actually very accurate and it's and a, a very astute observation, yeah, I'd say. No, that is yeah. I I would say that I agree with myself. Um so <laughs> next week scary godmother. It's not officially on anything but you can watch it on youtube someone put it up on youtube um oh i love that it, it's like just someone's just like here yeah and it's like full quality and everything yeah now that and like, said i love how cartoon network is like we're not gonna sue you it yeah i don't I, I think now. they forgot that they own the rights <laughs> i think they <laughs> just <laughs> forgot about it <laughs> or maybe the rights lapsed and it went back to a studio that doesn't exist anymore like, and I now know. it's just public. It might be public domain. Who knows? Dude, it's this is a cultural icon of a movie. Yeah. Now, that being said, I do have it on Plex. I bought the DVD. I bought the, the first one and the second one. So I do have the DVDs. Hmm? They made two of them? Yeah. Yeah, they're, it's like two like 45-ish minute specials. The first one wow. is like about Hannah like meeting the the creatures the monsters oh i remember that and then the second one yeah, is about jimmy and she comes back and yeah oh yeah oh and they're little beady eyes yeah dude. so i do have I, I do have both of them on plex i i ripped the dvds to uh to jonathan my dude, plex server. sent me back to 2005 man so the plebeians at Holy home shit. they get the youtube version but you and I, you and I, we get the special DVD version. The good shit. Yeah, the good shit. Right into the veins. Yeah. It's actually not expensive to get the DVD. Like, good, good. like, new quality. It's like a few yeah. dollars. That's good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I do. I, I like that also. Mm. So anyway, that's what we're, we're going to talk about next that's week. That's what we're watching. Yeah, happy awesome. Halloween, everyone. Happy Swalloween. All right. For those who and are getting a blowout. So for rec- recommendations of the week, I have a... F- like I have a large number of things written down compared to what I normally have. So I'll, I'll get to like a couple of them. Uh, first okay. of all, I want to mention I've forgotten for like the past few weeks. Uh, the discord server is uh, it's technically public now. Uh, I just keep forgetting to talk about it and like plug the link and everything. But yeah, if you want to join our discord server, uh, I got lots of uh, lots of channels for lots of different conversations that you can have. Uh, I got, you know, the based department, we got a memes channel, an interesting things channel, um, you know, gaming journalists are trash channel, uh, life hacks channel where I send exclusively, uh, parody <laughs> life hack videos there, Yeah, it's great. There's this, um, there's this account on TikTok that uploads videos that are like, if you're having trouble unscrewing this nail, um, all you have to do is just bend it with a hammer and then. Uh, and then unscrew it and then do whatever, <laughs> then hit it with your drill. 
uh, you know, I want them to say, if you're having issues with your dishwasher, get a different wife. <laughs> That's horrible. That's That's terrible. That's terrible. But anyway, Discord link will be in the episode. I did not mean uh, that to any prospective employers. Yeah, and you can uh you can harass Gavin there if you want. Um, I, you, I mean, that's the one place you can actually harass me. Otherwise, yeah, I don't really... he will not see it because he does not check no. Discord as much I as I would not. like him to. <laughs> uh, yeah. To actually, to Alex's dismay and disappointment. Much to my chagrin. Yes. Um, and yeah, that's the only place that anyone could probably reach me. Yeah. Um, now, I, I will say number. public servers are supposed to have like a set of rules like, uh, you know, like per server, like, hey, this is the guidelines for this server. I'm too lazy to set up something like that. I haven't gotten to it yet. So this is the first and only message so far in the rules channel. Uh, it just says, until further notice, the rules are I am supreme dictator of this server. Rules are I will ban you if the vibes are off until further notice. So just know what you're getting yourself into. I I have no specific rules, banned. but it's kind of like, hey, if you're if you're being a little shit, like if you're being a stinker, I'll ban you. So I'm not going to be here for very long, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no being a little, no being a little stinker. No being Gavin. Mm-hmm. Especially the second one. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so I have a video recommendation. So I talked a, like a few months ago about the alt-right playbook, which is a series of videos on YouTube from Innuendo Studios. And I, I think I mentioned when I talked about it the last time, they haven't uploaded in like a year and they haven't made an alt-right playbook ep- uh, video in like two years. Yeah. They actually just put one out a few days ago. Hmm. Yeah. It's called the alt-right playbook, the cost of doing business. And the whole series is basically like a, like an analysis of uh, sort of uh, political uh, like discourse. Like this, yeah. this particular video talks mostly about like how like far right people will weaponize minorities against liberals like white affluent liberals like they okay like it's the the analysis is basically like yeah they don't so much hate like mexican people like immigrants like specifically like a lot of it is they just hate liberals and they weaponize like immigrants against them they're like hey if you if you protest my whatever thing i'm gonna dox all of these innocent people yeah and uh yeah it, it's a good video uh it's very you know well thought out and everything the whole series mm-hmm. is great it's a good analysis <clears throat> of uh you know political sure. discourse yeah um and i didn't write this down but in that same vein um you know talking about like just good political analysis uh, I talked to Gavin about this, but the Crystal Kyle and Friends podcast run by uh, Kyle Kalinsky and Crystal Ball, uh, mm-hmm. they uh, just put out uh, an episode last week interviewing Vivek Chibber, who is a, a sociologist and author. I think he's a sociology professor. I don't remember what like university, but he basically lays out like the differences between different forms of socialism. Like, you know, there's planned economies Mm -hmm. and there's market socialism. And then there's like just full on free market stuff. Um, And he lays out which market socialism, which is basically like what we've been talking about. Like market socialism is like as an ideology, it's basically like what I've been saying. Some things are Mm -hmm. fine to leave up to the free market, you know, like whatever, like entertainment, like, 
we don't need to nationalize video games. Sure, just make duct tape. I don't care. Yeah, like okay, gushers, <laughs> fine. That can be left up to the free market. Dude, I love gushers. Know? But things like you know transportation, education, healthcare, stuff mm. like that. Some things Beer. should be nationalized, and that's basically the core of market socialism. You know, the government can you know own and operate you know what it needs to and what it doesn't need to is left up to the free market and there are issues right. with that there are advantages disadvantages but it's all laid out in that interview it's a it's a good interview he does say some things that i don't quite agree with about like like uh like social issues you know he's he's one of those guys that's like no oppression is all like class based and it's like no some of it is a lot of it is it has to do with race but he's uh he's of the mindset that like no issues that black people face um you know it's not just you know uh systemic racism i mean uh, not to say he doesn't believe in systemic racism but like he's he's one of those people that's like nah it's mostly class stuff just focus on class yeah it's like we can focus on more than one thing i have a recommendation oh you do i actually have a recommendation this time Uh, i watched a video by a youtube channel called real life lore oh i know that channel it's really good. He, um, the, the, I'm not sure if like the person who runs it is he, she, them, or just say them uh, how them. Um, but they recently put out a video about four weeks ago, um, called "How Geography Made the U.S. Ridiculously OP." Yeah. Um, and I found it very interesting. Um, just because he goes over the role that like our geography plays and how we industrialize so quickly yeah, and how like the Mississippi plays like a massive fucking role in that. Um, he doesn't really talk about things like, like slavery and um, I guess colonial colonialism. Yeah. Um, kind of because it wasn't really in the purview of the video. It wasn't really in his, in the scope of what he was trying to talk about. Yeah. Um, I mean, I thought, I think it's just fair to point that out though. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he just goes over like all of that fun jazz, um, and yeah, I just found it incredibly interesting. And like, I'm not a person who's like who thinks that America is inherently exceptional, but I would say our geography and the way we have used it to uh, to our advantage to make sure that we can make things um, is indeed ex- exceptional. Um, yeah, that's fair to say. I-, I think that's just like the way we've engineered it and all the logistics and. You know, again, he doesn't, and I, I pointed out about slavery, but he doesn't like talk about how we also like pushed a bunch of Native Americans off their land. Yeah. And to, yeah, there's a whole lot, but again, that wasn't really in the scope of the video. Um, I just wanted to point out that that happened and that's not good. But, right. um, you know, I just, I, I found it so eye opening. Um, and one of the things that can be like, you know, America isn't just by virtue exceptional. We have exceptional things about what we have. Yeah. That make us a player on the world stage. Yeah. We have a great so, spawn point, basically. We, we really do. Yeah. We really fucking do. Um, I, I, I guess the whole entire East Coast of the United States is like three times larger than, than the entire coast of Africa. Yeah just in surface area like in terms of like how many little islands and then all the little coastal bays and ports it's nuts yeah crazy yeah talking about american exceptionalism like like claiming that america is just like 
just has better merits or whatever. It's like being no, born on a pile of gold and being like, yeah, I worked for this. No, we have, we definitely like have things that make America exceptional. Right. Um, you know, just our industrial might. Yeah. The fact that we have like our currency is the, uh, reserve currency of the world. Yeah. Uh, because it's so fucking stable. It's ridiculously fucking stable. No, you got to um, trade it all for Bitcoin. No. Yeah, fuck buy, you. Buy Dogecoin. Yeah. And then lose it all um, because it's a pump and dump. But, you know, it, I just, uh, I found that video very enlightening and also like a reason for me to be like, okay, no, there are some things that America is actually very good and exceptional at. Yeah. Um, just in any reasonable measurement we are better at doing some things than others. Yeah, so it's uh, from Real Life Lore. What's the video called? Mm -hmm. uh, why America's Geography Makes It Incredibly OP. All right. Uh, why, sorry, I, that wasn't verbatim. The verbatim is how American, how geography made the U.S. ridiculously OP. All right. Uh, and then I have so. a, a couple, uh, the last two things that I'll mention are a couple of uh, more lighthearted, like video game related stuff. So the first channel that I want to plug uh, Flandrew does sort of like video, not just video game reviews, but comparisons. So he went through the Harry Potter series and he compared every version of the Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone video game. He compared like yeah, the PS1 okay. version, the PC version, like the Game Boy Color version. The DS version. Um, no, there wouldn't have even been a DS version until like the fifth uh, game. Wow. Yeah. So he did that for the entire Harry Potter series from the first one all the way up to the to the the last two. Um and it's it's good if you're just into like not only video games but also like just like how they're made and like you know how yeah. games play on different like platforms and like you know the levels of like hardware horsepower. Like that's a good for series. Sure. It's just it's fun to watch or even like have on in the background like mm -hmm. while you're doing dishes or something. Of course, um, yeah. And so he went through the Harry Potter series, and now he's doing the Lord of the Rings games. And I thought that might interest you, Gavin. Mm. Definitely something that I may or may not look into. All right. Yeah, and the channel's name is Flandrew, like Andrew with an FL in front of it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Scott Stash. Um, if you know Scott the Waz, you already know like his whole deal. But his main channel is he does like, like it's doing a disservice to call it video game reviews. It's like a really well-produced, like good, like show that he does. He talks yeah, about comprehensive. Generally he talks about video games is yeah. I guess the most concise way I can explain it. But he also has a second channel called Scott stash where it's a bit, it's less like scripted and he just will talk for an hour about, you know, the three DS eShop. you know, mm. it's, he just browses the eShop and he always has like something to say about whatever he finds. Yeah. He has like some story from when he was a kid. Mm -hmm. um, he like will just do a video talk. <laughs> like the first one that I saw was he was talking about the Circle Pad Pro for the 3DS. And I think it was like a 20 minute video just explaining like what it was and why it existed. Because mm -hmm. when the 3DS came out, it had like the D pad, the four like face buttons, and a mm -hmm. Circle Pad, which was, it was basically like an analog stick. And everyone yeah. was like, no, it needs a second one. We need two analog sticks. Like, we need camera controls. And then Nintendo was like, okay, fine. 
here you go. And then no one bought it. Because nothing supported it because the 3DS only had the one circle pad. Yeah. So they put out an attachment with a second circle pad and some game supported it. And they were like, here, now shut up. (laughs) And no one bought it because it was useless. It was kind of like Nintendo's way of saying, I told you so. For sure. Yeah. And, you know, um, I, I bet they did something logistically to be like, just put out like 300 because only 300 people will buy this yeah yeah i don't know how rare it is now but like it was just in so little demand yeah 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 it's great anyway so uh i'll try to remember to put links to all this stuff in the description um it's definitely good stuff check it out and with that i think that's the show I think that's the show. Thank you for listening to another episode of Bold of You to Say. If you Thank liked you. it, then like it. If you subscribe, like then subscribe. Uh, we're not, publishing the show on YouTube again, so if you're listening there, leave yeah. a comment. If you liked it, then tell us. And if you didn't, yeah. keep it to yourself, okay? I mean, constructive criticism is good, but fuck off. Yeah. No, if you're going to tell us, it would be funnier uh, if you... That's what I think about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you comment something like, it would be funnier if you did this. No, it wouldn't. It just wouldn't. I'm sorry, but you're wrong. Share the show with a friend. As a professional comedian. (laughs) Share the show with a friend. Tweet our clips. Tweet our episodes. Our clips channel is in the description. I'm trying to upload more there. They're just uh, really time-consuming to put together, especially with how long we talk about things. Leave us a review on Podchaser. That's like an IMDb type site for podcasts. Leave us a review on Spotify or Apple. Uh, Basically, wherever you can. Yeah, man. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, Follow me on social media. Don't follow Gavin anywhere. It's quite unwise to do that. Yes. Uh, You know what happened? The last guy who followed me on whatever? Exactly. Yeah, you don't know. You you have no idea. (laughs) You have no idea. He's in Guatemala now. Yeah. Um... (laughs) Anyway, subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. Turn on notifications, turn on automatic downloads, and let's get the hell out of Dodge. Fucking let's leave. Let's let's go to bed t- together in our two twin beds, uh, in our with our little white covers and our in our Ernie or Ernie are gay. Yeah, <laughs> with our little uh, with our little baby blue pajamas with the little sheep on them, with the little KKK hat. Yeah. And we turn out our our mutual lamp. We grab the string together. We give it a little tug. And we say good night. All right. All right. <laughs> that's, <laughs> it. That, that's enough of that. Yeah.